How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. All right. In an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. you got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team, they are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. So um, we've got some lions to do today. I'm not going to take the bait by Chris Falar. Chris, with that salacious Pistons update, I may oh. get to that in the 4 o'clock. <laughs> I may. Things you do to not be a Piston. Okay, we'll get to that in the 4. <laughs> but you and I have to, we have to start this show a certain way, Rico. Because it's listeners, it's people we work with. Like, are you people going to grow up? Game was over a week ago. I cannot believe we are this far down the line. And you know what I don't hear about? You know what? Lions had a hell of a season. It was a hell of a good year. Win a home playoff game. Win two of them, in fact. Win the division. And you didn't get rolled in the NFC title game. In fact, there was a time you thought you were going to win it. You know what Rico and I have been here? I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. What is wrong with you people? And that goes to some of our coworkers. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to watch the Super Bowl. What? Oh, it's just so painful. <laughs> what? Can I remind you this was an unbelievable season where this team damn near went to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. What, Rico, what planet are we on? I don't know. Gator told me. It's, that was because you're not a Lions fan. That's why, like, Gator, I watched my team not make the Super Bowl 11 times. Yeah, you know what you did? I watched watched the Super Bowl Bowl 11 times. (laughs) It's like, I I don't understand it. I, 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 I do understand like the initial that Monday, the overreaction. I'm mad. I'm angry, but it gets to the point where guys, it was a good season, good team. And another team just won. Doesn't mean your team is bad. They just outlasted you. They won. But you're not going to watch the game. You you it you sound well, like a bunch of crybabies. Well, here's the other thing. And again, it has nothing to do with the hosts. Nothing. All weekend, callers mm-hmm. still wanting to talk about fourth and two, fourth and three. Man, game was well. You know whose fault? Days ago. You know whose fault it was, right? It's Jared Goff's fault. Can't pay him. Can't bring him back. Patrick Mahomes would have made that. The throws were made. Catches weren't. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just would like to know from the people, if you are not able to arrive at this was a great season, then when, if ever, are you going to? I mean, by Thursday of last week, it's over. Game's done. 
I don't. I just don't understand. You have callers and hosts talking about not watching the damn game. At what point? Let me do. Do, do any of you get any joy out of this year? Now, Brad Holmes talked today. We're going to have some of his audio for you at 3 o'clock. He said one thing that I think warrants discussion. But I'd love to hear from you guys on this. Yeah. Because it's mornings, middays, depending what show you listen to on the weekend. I'm not watching the Super Bowl. What? Are you not watching the Super Bowl? And if so, why not? 248-539-9797. No judgment, no anger. I just want to know the reason why you're choosing this year, the last game of the year, you've invested so much time in an entire season that you get one more game, and no, you're opting out. You're hitting the point. And the fact that you can't feel satisfaction from this season. I don't get it. I mean, listen, when I was 12, I might let a game bother me for a week. I'm listening to people old enough to get discounts on afternoon movies this weekend calling in saying they can't get over it. It's like, dude, you best get over it. I heard somebody say, it was a cookie show this week, nobody's going to watch the Super Bowl this year because the Lions aren't in it. And I had to pull over and send cookies to text. I'm driving to East Lansing. Like, you do realize people are going to watch this game. No, no, the Lions aren't in it, so nobody cares. Everybody only cared to see the Lions. I was like, that's not how this works. No, but it's also the end of, okay, our season is over and it sucked. But, by, man, by Thursday or Friday, I, I, I figure you'd be able to go, you know what? It's a pretty damn good season. This was pretty awesome. I, I'm amazed we have people still complaining about Dan Campbell. Because also blaming Dan Campbell, I just don't agree with he's not blameless, mm-hmm. but he's not alone in blame. You have to blame layers of people. This idea, we're still talking about these calls. I'm like, I, I, got, See, I got nothing for you. I got a theory on that, and I think that a lot of people who are still talking about the calls, still talking about the drop passes, still talking about all those things means that they don't think that this team is going to make it back to this spot again. There's going to be another 30-some years before they make it back, and that's where the anger comes from, that – they don't think the Lions are going to make it back anytime soon. So, therefore, you're angry, and this is why you want to, you know, you want changes, and you want a new quarterback, and Dan Campbell's an idiot, and just on and on and on. So, that's my theory. On it. Okay. Uh, listen, I want to hear from the people on it. Brad Holmes spoke today. We've got some audio about how they're going to approach their offseason. I'm not overreacting to it, but I'll give you my thoughts on it because if I hold him to his word, I don't like it. I'll explain. There ain't going to be no yelling or anything. We'll grade them on what they actually do, not what they say. We will update you on NBA trade deadline later in the show, way later in the show. Uh, Also, condolences as the entire Michigan basketball team was hit by a car driven by their coach. Jawan Howard, what? Dude, what are you doing? His comments were, depending on your perspective, either hilarious or infuriating. We're going to get to that later in the day. We got a jam-packed show on a Monday, but we had to start with this. Are Rico and I insane for sitting here and going, hey, man, obviously, you can be salty about the loss, but how the hell are listeners still calling this station angry a week later? 
how the hell are we still talking about Dan Campbell? And how the hell am I listening to both callers, texters, hosts, saying, man, we ain't watching the Super Bowl? Uh, that, that I just, I, 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 don't, I don't know what planet I'm on. 248-539-9797. David, are, are we living on a separate, uh, in, a, in a separate galaxy here? Or are you with us on this? No, I am with you on this because I get it. It was an emotional collapse. It was very, you know, you 17-point lead and you collapse like that. You're going to have that feeling a couple days later. But a week later, more than a week later, you're saying, I can't get over it. And then you can't watch the Super Bowl because of it. Rico's right. There's never been a Lion. The Lions have never been in the Super Bowl. So you've watched it before. Right. You will watch it. 57 other times you watch this game. So you'll be just fine. You'll watch the Super Bowl. David, I'm I'm usually at this point in the year I've been disenfranchised from from my team or angry by, I don't know, September, the Giants stink. Mm -hmm. It's the Super Bowl. We're not going to have football until September. Training camp doesn't count, guys. It doesn't count. No. No, but I know. Oh, no, don't worry. Mark the tape on this. I'll have to listen to how excited David is to watch preseason football. He's going to do it again. And then we'll come back on that Monday, and he's going to admit to us, yeah, I watched about three minutes. I'm not going to do it this year. I'm not going to do it. I going to say the new uh, XFL, USFL merger league. Nah, I'm not going to bore you about that. Okay. Not going to do that. But I think I'm actually going to go down to one game. This well, year. I'll do that for the kids, but yeah. that's that's different. You are something, man. I just want to see what it looks like. Hey, if you've got a local soccer league with kids <laughs> and your attendance is down, give us a call. Rico will show up. <laughs> Nobody likes live sports more than you, man. Nobody. I, I, you know what? Hey, if you got a bocce league, Rico would really like to learn about Italy's sport. Come on down. 30, 90-year-old Italian guys, and then Rico. Hey, that's that's the uh, where they roll the ball down? Yeah, yes. Okay. yes. And that's Rico, the old Mariucci sport. Gotcha. Rico, where are you at? Oh, I'm at Moneyball. I thought that was in the summer. No, no, I'm at the, I'm at the Moneyball Bocce Invitational. Down at the down at the Knights of Columbus, <laughs> watching Bocce. <laughs> hey Rico, let's go to Palazzo de Bocce. Right, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> this is the man who watches horses run in circles. I do, I do it from the comfort of my house. Well, then, uh, yeah, then there's Saratoga and Keeneland and different things, but those are trips. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same as watching just seven d- on seven. Go down there and watch the game. All right. And then you go home. If it's bad, you go home. David, we know anybody at the USFL? Get Rico in a luxury box I, for this big merger? Not the top of my head. I may find someone soon, though. We'll see. Okay. 248-539-9797. We're off and running on a Monday. Your call's next. 97-1. All right, David, I'm going to get ticket text in one second. I just want Kenny's take on this as a diehard Lion fan. And, Kenny, you deal with the people, and you screen for middays with Doug and Scott. Now, Doug and Scott embargoing Super Bowl style, God bless. I don't live on that planet. But the callers, the amount of people who still haven't gotten over the game and can't arrive at, you know, we had a really kick-ass year. This is a really good football team. They're going to be good again. You got people still. Kenny, at any point in your real life, did you talk about Dan Campbell's fourth down calls this weekend? This weekend, no. In my real life, absolutely not. Okay. So why are we hearing it all across the station still? Because people are still emotional. People are still raw from this. I'm not sure why, 
Actually, I am sure why is because this city has never experienced this with this football team before. Not in my lifetime and not in a lot of people's lifetimes. The same way we didn't know how to act when we were in that spot is the same way we don't know how to act because we've been removed from that spot. People are still people don't know how to behave. And I think to say you're not watching the Super Bowl is lunatic. Behavior. Dude, you've heard it on every show. Every single show, there's always a host or a caller that just outright refuses, not even think about the Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to be I don't get it. it. Even I if you watch either. to operate a spike store and root against San Francisco, you watch. It's the Super Bowl. I understand hate watching it more than I understand not watching it at all. Fair. Because Fair that I can work my way around going, oh, man, San Fran, I, Brock Purdy, I hate this guy. I get that. I can work my way around that. But to say you're not watching, stop it. You know what I heard a lot of this weekend, too? From the callers? From the callers? Anti-Goff rhetoric. We're still doing that? That's what we're still doing? Buggle up, buddy. That's going to be a long summer. Like, I'm not sitting here telling he's the best quarterback on the planet, but, like, I do reside in reality where you, you, you can't let your QB get the franchise tag land where then you're paying him a top-five salary. I'm just speechless. I thought they had a great year. I feel like Goff earned a contract, and he's still young enough I can give him a four. Now, I'm not going to do some Pat Mahomes retire a chief deal, but a four-year deal where three of it is pretty much guaranteed, that that's just normal business. Yeah, I don't think Lions fans are ready to hear Jared Goff in $200 million. Who's we? David, ticket text, then we get to the callers. Oh, by the way, I've got a two-round mock draft we can kick off the offseason with. God, take me now. David, go ahead. What I'll read got? this text because it, it may be the answer to what Kenny was saying of why people aren't watching. They say, I've watched the Super Bowl for over 40 years. May not watch this one because Lions fans are used or used to watch it with no emotions invested. This is a different dynamic. That may be the reason why a lot but of But it's more of a reason to watch. You would think so. You got skin in the game. You would think so. You feel like you should be there. The team who beat you is there. Hey, I mean, uh, embargoing Super Bowl talk, Douglas. Come on now. He's still hurt. What's wrong with people? The Lions had a great season. People who say they aren't watching the Super Bowl are either not football fans or liars. Right. I, I'd have an organ removed for the Giants to, to have had this year. What are you kidding? Hey, David, would you have taken a spot in the AFC title game and a 17-point lead with a shot to be this Cinderella? Oh, yes, I would have. Yeah. Yes. Instead, your owner's going, I've had enough of this, and my owner's curled up in the fetal position. They say I haven't heard from your owner yet. Uh, you won't. You won't. Go ahead, and then we'll go, we'll go to the phone. Wife and I aren't watching the Super Bowl. No interest in either team, the Puppy Bowl, then a movie. Gary from Birmingham. I mean, Gary's... I, I think... I, I didn't know that, that people were that invested in this team that when it just came crashing and burning... That was it. We're out. I'm sitting here. It's such a good season. I'm excited about the offseason. I'm excited to get into free agency and draft and take a step forward, and, and we're in the S-Bob. It's Super Bowl or bust. People crying from a game a week ago? What are you kidding me? Let's go to Nate, 97.1. What's up, Nate? How's it going, gentlemen? Good, hey, Nate. Man. What's up? Now, Kenobi kind of stole my thunder a little bit on this one. But, oh, Kenobi uh, caught. He did it again. What do you got, Nate? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so the difference is between, like, all of, all three of you, you, uh, Rico, and David, you guys have all witnessed Super Bowl victories in your lifetime. 
us as Lions fans, this is the closest we've ever gotten to sniffing a Super Bowl, up 17 at halftime, and then all of a sudden it gets ripped away from you. Now, I completely disagree with everybody saying they're not going to watch the Super Bowl. I think that's heinous and completely outrageous. But for people to still be upset about it, I, I resonate with, obviously, as a Lions fan. But I mean, can you both be upset about it and still say we had a damn good year? Can you arrive 100%. at 100%. Okay, then we're good. I'm not telling you not to be salty about it. But what I can't figure out, Nate, you got guys still, they can't bring themselves to saying no, but we had a really good year. They, because when I, you I react and say, well, I'm not watching, not you, Nate, but when you say, oh, I'm not watching the Super Bowl and I'll never get over it, then you're, you're basically saying you don't think you're ever getting back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a smart way to look at it. Right. And I think it's honestly just immaturity as a fan, as a football fan standpoint, because we've never been, it's the first time we've really been in a position to get there. Because, yeah. like, yeah, we went in, uh, what, 90, I wasn't alive. So, what, 91, 92? Can't remember the year. 91. Uh, 91. But we got blown out against Washington. So, this is the first time we've actually been close. So, I think as football fans, a majority of people are just, we're never going to get back because they thought they were going to get back then and they never did. So what makes everybody think that we're going to get back now? I believe we will, but as everybody else. Yeah. See, Nate, I I think some of the older lions fans may feel a little bit of that. We thought that they were going to make it back again and they didn't, which is why I think you have so many people upset over the calls because in the back of their mind, even though they want to say we'll be back next year, Man, it took us 30-some years to get back to this point. Well, Nate, here's the other one. Why the hell am I still listening to anti-Goff people? What, what planet I am I on? Oh, I can yeah. tell you that. That's I easy. Haven't. No, no. It, they were never going to be won over. If Goff would have won the Super Bowl, he would, well, you know, Brad, it just came up with like every name. Trent Dilfer's won a Super Bowl before. What does that mean? He's still not... That's what it would have happened. You were never going to sway golf people, Mike. It's like talking politics in this country. Name me one time that somebody went on social media and said, you know what? I see things from a different perspective now. Hmm. You make a lot of sense there, person. Oh, see you, 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 you. I'll get to work on that assignment. Results may take a while. Let's go to Vince. 97. I mean, Rico, it's, it's a good point. Vince, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good, Good. Vinny. What's up? Good. Hey, uh, just real quick, I'd love to get a a Rico uh, Bochi Ball segment, if you guys can do that uh, (laughs) once a week. Nobody likes live events more. (laughs) Nobody likes it. You, hey, you got a disc golf league? Rico, come watch. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted wanted to – it's a good thing that Brad Holmes talked today. I didn't hear what he said, but uh, it's a it's a thing that I've been kind of thinking about is a different perspective on the Lions season and off season. And that was taking uh, when you look back to the draft, taking Gibbs at twelve. I didn't agree with it personally, but I get it. He's a good player. He's awesome. Uh, that's a move you make when you view yourself as a win now organization, and they did awesome. To not go all in on that at the trade deadline and acquire defensive studs that were actually moved, kind of was to me a more like kind of like a like a half-assed move. Like, hey, we're good enough to draft a running back, but now we still want to keep our draft capital for next year just in case. 
And I think ultimately that may have been a thing that was part of their downfall at the end of the season. I, I look, the best example is while Chase Young did not light the world on fire with the Niners, Montez Sweat was in that conversation too. Absolutely. And Montez Sweat yeah. transformed that Bear defense. Imagine. Sure did. If you had had him. Yep. I, you're right. Well, it's, the thing is, the, the thing is, is that, you know, he, the rumor was they wanted the Lions' first round pick. So if you're looking at that, you say, okay. all right, well, if we're moving our first for a defensive stud, especially an end opposite Hutchinson. Who I'm going to sign. View that pick. Exactly. We, we have to view, view that pick as a late pick. So Who viewing in the draft this year is better than Sweat, no right? One. No one. I mean, think about this. Exactly. I mean, Vinny, two notes. A, I'm going to play some Brad Holmes for you in about 30 minutes. But one of the things he said, I'll just foreshadow some of it because I, I don't want to expect you to be listening in 30 minutes. It's, well, we're going to stick to our plan. Everything we do and everything we don't do is about being good long term. And I go, uh-oh. Because for me, I'm all yeah, in. Yeah, rebuild, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, Vince, here's the deal. I'm going to be the guy saying all offseason, if the right player's available, I'm trading my first-round pick. I have no interest in it. Now, if you ask me would I, if I could trade my first-round pick to get Montez Sweat right now, knowing the needs of this team, would I have done it? I wouldn't even hesitate. Exactly. That's, yeah. You and I are on the same page, Vinny. So could, you, could you imagine Hutchinson and Sweat in the uh... – Against the Niners, it, it would have been a, a way different ball game. Talk about icing that game away with a 17 point lead with yep. that pass rush. It wouldn't even. It wouldn't have even have even been a discussion. Yep. No, and I, and Vince, I'm sure. Like I don't. I don't know the name. There will be a disruptive force in the NFL that'll be on the trade block in the coming weeks yep. and months. And I'll be the guy telling I gotta you. I got to give a shout-out to my brother. Yeah, I, I get to give a shout-out to my brother. He calls it a force multiplier. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. But, Vince, I'll be, I'll be the guy without hesitation to tell you, yeah, I don't care about pick 28. F it. Ship yeah. it. Get out. But, yeah, Chop Robinson. Yeah, all right, whatever. He hey. needs Montez Sweat. Yeah. Right, and, he might, and Chop, Chop may be a good player. But I'm talking about I'm in my Super Bowl window. Yeah. So, yes, Vince, I, I do agree with that. The only thing about Chop is he may be cheap and you could afford him for the next few years. But, yes, you're right. Now you needed to add a veteran presence next to Aiden, get it done, and maybe Lions fans wouldn't be feeling this way because they would know we have enough to get back to the Super Bowl next year. Your phone calls, Brad Holmes audio in 30 minutes, and tongue firmly planted in cheek. I am going to kick off mock draft season with what I think is the most crackheaded mock draft I, you'll ever see this this draft has like meth written all over it wait till i get to some of these <laughs> just getting started on a monday brad holmes spoke today we'll play you a couple of clips there's no overreaction but when front office people speak it's our job to have an opinion on I will just tell you, if you take him at his word, I think we are going to be at odds all offseason. We'll get to it at three. We also have some basketball to get to in the 4 p.m. I think I know how it went with Zach Levine, and I'm going to share. Um, so let's <laughs> let's get to the people. Though. I don't know if it was that or if we were going full Juwan Howard. Why not both? Oh, a little double dip. Yeah. 
a potpourri. Shout oh. out Mikhail LaShore. Oh. 248-539-9797. Let's go to the people. We go to Greg, 97.1. Greg, how are you? And Greg. And I just don't think Greg hey, is Greg, this is Michael. Well, Michael, Kenny's an idiot, and your name is now Mike. How are you, buddy? <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? Before I get to my comment, condolences to the Carrington family. May he rest in peace. Um, gentlemen, I'm having a Super Bowl party. Problem is around here, everybody's so butthurt. You know, they're butthurt because Jared Goff won two playoff games. Their hero Stafford didn't do it. They're hurt because Jim Harbaugh's gone. Get over it, people. You guys should be embarrassed. Your announcers, to your coworkers, don't want to watch the Super Bowl. That's BS and crap. We're having a Super Bowl party. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And guess what? We're going to do better next year. Just like when the Pistons, they had to beat Boston. They struggled, then they beat Boston. Then they beat the Lakers, just like the Red Wings. Guys, keep up the great work, and have a great day. Okay. I, I mean... Yeah, look, people have a right to be salty, but again, mornings, middays, weekends, people still talking about Dan Campbell, Dan Gamble, like, it's over. This is your guy. This is who he is. He He's a first-time head coach. He's learning, and you know what? We went through it. How many times can you break down the same two, three plays? Then it's this conversation that people and hosts are leading about not watching the Super Bowl. It's like, you know what? Grow up. This team had a great year. Wake up. There's a lot to be excited about. This offseason should be very exciting. The Lions should be at the centerpiece of a lot of moves. Mm -hmm. I just want to know where you're at now over a week later. Have you still not been able to say we had a great year? Because I think anybody that's still upset over the calls and whether he should have kicked the field goal and all that other stuff, what you're telling me is I don't think this team is going to make it back anytime soon. This was our one chance, and we blew it, and optimism is low. Because if you really feel like this team is within their window, okay, we tweak this thing. We we learn from the mistakes. We learn how to finish. And next year in Super Bowl 59, you're, you're talking about the Lions in this game. Maybe. Or maybe, look, you can continue to say it. People don't want to hear it. Like the Packers are going to be a problem. Yeah. I think the Bears are a lot closer to being good than people realize. What? No, I was about to say because of some things that happened this weekend, I think that the momentum will be swinging back towards the Bears' favor. So, yeah, I just, yeah. look, It's. I think you've nailed it. If you're sitting here going, I'm not watching the Super Bowl, why? That means you don't think they're ever getting back here. And if you haven't gotten over it after a week, I, I I don't know what to tell you. No, you're thinking you're like Lions fans in January of 1992 who thought, we're going to make it back. We're going to. And it didn't happen for they're a built long time. Rock solid. Have a little faith in the process here. Let's go to Gary, 97.1. Hi, Gary. This is Jerry. Kenny, that's two. Jerry, welcome to the show. Or Gary. Good afternoon, guys. Another day, another wonderful broadcast. How are you? Excellent, buddy. What's on your mind? So, just right off the top, the people who are calling and saying that we need to get rid of Goff and Campbell clearly don't understand the league in general, and thus their opinion is invalid. Um, I There's only two words that anyone needs to have for Campbell and Goff and everyone else on that team, and those two words are thank you. 
I have had more fun watching football this season than I can remember in my entire 30-some years of being alive. Nobody started this season going, well, I expect us to be in the NFC Championship game. Not one person. We all got more than we asked for. And, the like, just be grateful for that, man. I had so much fun. It, I'm glad that we lost to the best team in the conference. And, honestly, I'm hoping the Niners go beat the Chiefs so that I know the only team that put us out in the playoffs is the best team. And that just makes us look better for next season. And I can't believe people are just not grateful for what we got, which was way more than what we asked for. Yeah, I mean, Gary, you know, it's funny you say it. Because I don't know how long you've listened to the show for, but, like, last year. Every day for years. Okay, so then you know the bit. You're winning You're winning the division. You're winning a home playoff game. People looked at me sideways. Now right. you arrive here, you won two playoff games. Mm-hmm. You won the division. I think Jared Goff proved to you he's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's like. And we proved we had every right to be in that NFC championship yeah. game. It's not like we went and got blown out by 30 points. I don't understand how people cannot be happy with just with just that. Now, now, here's the key. Jerry, if next year you pull a Ravens and you're the one seed and you have the bye and then you, you, know, you, you, sh- you show your ass at home, that's different. Or you're the Dallas Cowboys. And you're the two C and you get embarrassed at home. Then anger and discontent takes over. But here and now, Jerry, I can't believe what I'm listening to. I really can't. No, what we showed, and I I hate to keep repeating the word, but we showed that we do have that grit. That's right. We played through adversity. Adversity that Lions in the past years would not have been able to play through. We did something this year that we've never done before, which was beat the refs, which was beat the penalties. Not just the other teams, but all the other stupid and tangible things that can and have happened to us that have ripped our hearts out. We didn't get that this year. We should just be thankful for not having another season like that. And and guess what? For the first time, I think people view this as a very serious football team with a very serious football man leading them. Mm -hmm. A weekend. Now, I don't expect you to have that perspective 10 minutes after the game. I don't expect it the next day. I don't expect it 72 hours later. But eight days later? Time to move on. Christ almighty, what are we doing here? I want to take it back and talk about Dan Campbell. What? I get it. All right, we had the debates. They're done. Nobody's going to watch this game because the Lions aren't in. Well, that's Doug and Scott with their embargo business. I, Kenny, how do you allow it? I have no control over what they do. <laughs> the blood is on your hands. He's still trying to get the names right on the phone call. Are, yeah. Hey, how <laughs> many struggling more, over here? How many more names are you going to butcher? Let's go to Steve. It's Barton. Hey, let's go to Bob. It's Peter. Kenny. You would think he controls who gets on and who doesn't. Uh, Roberto, exactly. It's almost as if if we could give Kenny the power to type in the names. Oh, wait, he has it. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Stanley. It's actually Cookie March. (laughs) If you missed Friday's show, you missed that reference. Uh, You guys remember Cookie March? No, Colleen, we don't. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. 
More of your calls. Brad Holmes audio in 15 minutes. And I have, on a scale of 1 to 10, it is an 11 as far as a two-round mock draft to kick off the offseason. And 1 1 through 10 is on zaniness. So I'm going to go around the room, and you guys are going to go, all right, thumbs up or thumbs down, this actually is somewhat reasonable. That's all I'll need, okay? And I've spotlighted players that I think will be interesting to the listener and to this show. And I, I don't like who the Lions took in the second round. I love it. Oh, <laughs> that's the radio teaser. Okay. We are kicking off the offseason. It's football today, but with a twist. I have the very first of what's going to be a zillion ESPN two round mock draft, but I do it a different way. We don't just go in order. I'm going to give you interesting trends, spotlight players. We're going to go around the room. Rico, Kenny, David, it's going to be thumbs up or thumbs down to plausibility of this. David, hit the music. Mock draft. You feeling good about it? How high would he go in this year's draft? Do it live! Oh, see you, 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 you. All right, we all know who goes number one. We're not wasting time. What's interesting? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Top three picks are all going to be a quarterback. One, two, three, Williams, May, Daniels. Rico Beard. Thumbs up. I think so. Thumbs down. There's always a stupid GM. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Day. <laughs> thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, how much time do we get to elaborate? Is it just thumbs up, thumbs down? You have uh, carte blanche. Okay, I didn't know. Trend number two in the ESPN two-round mock at picks four, five, and six. After three straight quarterbacks, it goes three straight wide receivers. Maserati at four. Malik Neighbors at five to the Chargers. And the Giants take Rico's godson, Roma Roma Dunze. (laughs) Thumbs up or thumbs down to a early run on wide receivers. I'm going to say thumbs down, though I would love to see a Dunze as a giant. I think somebody's going to take an offensive lineman, the best offensive lineman out there. So I'm going to say thumbs down. Yeah, I'm with you on the O-line, Rico. I say thumbs down as well. All right, Mr. Hall. I also agree. Someone, one of the right. three, will take an offensive lineman. Do you want lineman. the third best wide receiver or the best offensive lineman? Speaking of offensive linemen, everyone knows about the Bears having the number one pick. What people forget is they're also picking ninth. Mm-hmm. What is one of their biggest needs? Offensive line. Guy we all should be familiar with, Mr. Olu Fashanu, left tackle Penn State, State, is the pick at nine. Thumbs up or down, regardless of what they do at one. Thumbs up. Yeah, you're drafting Caleb, you get him his left Or if you keep Justin, you need to help him out. Kenny Cott. Absolutely agree. They need that pick. They need, they need more weapons for their... No, yes, offensive line no, for sure. I mean, Thumbs up. Know, Bowers could be sitting right there. All right, now here is where we hit the mountain of cocaine. Ready? With the 12th pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the Denver Broncos select Bo Nix? I'm going to go thumbs up, and the reason being... Oh, my. Because I read somewhere that they're even contemplating moving all the way up to like one of the top three picks because they want to get a quarterback. So, but Bo Nix over your godson, Michael Penix? Bo Nix over international heartthrob and noted meditator, J.J. McSizzle? 
Bo Nix because he put up video game numbers in college. All right, Kenny Cott. This mock draft is on drugs. I'm going to say thumbs down. <laughs> They'll be drafting top three again next year if they do that. This draft brought to you by Ketamine. All right. <laughs> at, at pick 13, the Las Vegas Raiders select J.J. McHartrob. Rico looks like he sucked on a lemon, Mr. Beard. You know what? I will go thumbs up because who's making the pick? The Raiders. Every year, the draft doesn't start until the Raiders do something stupid. Darius Hayward Bay. So, there you go. Exactly what I was thinking. Thumbs up because it's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. Kenny. I'm going to say something even worse. I think the Raiders do something even dumber than that somehow, so I'm going to say thumbs down. This is the Raiders, as you pointed out. What are they going to do? Draft a Muppet baby? Maybe. They move up to get JJ. Exactly. Let's go. Uh, Now, this is Kenny's got a bat leadoff on this one. Kenny's guy, and a guy who I think might just be the best overall player in America, goes at 14. The New Orleans Saints select Brock Bowers, tight end, weapon, Georgia. Thumbs down because he goes in the top 10. Okay. I thought it was low too, Kenny. David? I'm going to say thumbs up. Great pick for the New Orleans Saints. Rico Beard. I'm with Kenny. I'm going to say thumbs down because I think this may be somebody through his pro day going to get elevated and somebody's going to lower like around 8, 9, or 10. I'm not discounting the Bears. They know they need an offensive lineman, but, man, there's another weapon for our quarterback. Wee! Yeah. All right, now, I'm going to go to 15, not because it's chronological, but I'm spotlighting guys. This is a player I want in the Honolulu Blue and Silver. It is a player I would move up to go get. Remember this name. Shout out you, Albany. He transferred to Florida State. Jared Verse, edge rusher, Florida State to the Colts. Yeah, the thumbs up. You mean for him going to the Colts? Yeah. If the Colts can, if he's there, absolutely. You're only on the clock for 10 seconds. Mr. Cott. I mean, it is very possible somebody trades up to get him, but if that doesn't happen, thumbs up absolutely to the Colts. Uh, Mr. Hall. I'm saying thumbs down. They need to get a get younger on the offensive line. All right. Bigger on the blue line, if you will. At 24, we bring it up for local purposes. The Dallas Cowboys select Wide receiver, Florida State, Keon Coleman. <laughs> that has Dallas written all See? over Bit it. Bit of a diva. Jerry Sizzle Jones. draft pick. Pair him up with C.D. Lent. Yeah, Yes. Yes. Kenny. It should be thumbs down, but because it's Dallas, it has to be thumbs See? up. See, it's the irrational thumbs up. I'm going to continue to say thumbs down no matter what. Thumbs oh, down. You just had a great weekend. I know. Man. Sure did. <laughs> David found out number four's on the way. All right, pick 25. This is as if this player was built in a lab to be a Packer. I find the player highly annoying, but he's also good. But he went to a school who I hate watching play football. I give you at 25, the Green Bay Packers select cornerback, kick returner, punt returner deluxe, and general pain in the ass, Cooper DeGene out of Iowa. Tell me that's not a built-in-the-lab Packer. Yeah, built-in-the-lab. What? <clears throat> what? Say it. No, because I'm thinking... They already have re-returning punts, but if you can get Cooper DeGene, yeah, I'll go for it. Kenny Cott. 
Thumbs up, and he annoys Lions fans for years That's, to come. See? David. Thumbs up, because I will enjoy him annoying Lions fans for years to come. All right. And the Lions are who we have next at 29. And this is a Mikey List-endorsed player. I'm saying thumbs down to this. There's no way he'll be available at 29. But here we go. Layatu Latu. Edge rusher, UCLA. Beast. There's no way he's going to make it. Oh, okay, you know what? This draft is presented by, as Crack. Stephen A says, Karak. Spelled C-U-H-R-A-C-K. Karak. If he is available, yes. Run to the podium. Right. Just, just, but he won't be. I'm going to go thumbs down. I would love for the pick. It won't be okay. there. Okay. Kenny Cott. I'll say thumbs down for the opposite reason, because the Lions won't be picking there. They will have traded up. Start the movement, Kenny. We're trading up. Or yeah. or the Lions heard that we really like him, and Holmes is going to go full spite store and draft somebody else. <laughs> yeah, he's F not, you. He's not going past 20 nowhere on this draft, so no. All right, rapid fire reactions to the second round draft picks. But first, Chiefs, fascinating, loose tie to U of M, great player. Tell me this isn't a perfect selection for the Chiefs. Wide receiver, Texas, Xavier Worthy. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes would be in heaven right now. Yes. Yes. Kenny Cott, this one's for you. God, 30. Th Whoa, go ahead. No, I was just going to react to that one. Thumbs up, and it'd be really annoying to watch him play there. Yes. Double dip for Kenny. David, you don't get a say on that one. Let's just go. 33, Panthers, Lad McConkey, wide receiver, Georgia. Makes a lot of sense. Bryce Young needs sense. a toy. Exactly. Something. <laughs> Something. You might be asking, geez, where's Michael Penix? Glad you asked. At pick 42, this is not good for Lions fans. The Minnesota Vikings select Rico's adopted child, Michael Penix Jr. David, do you have the horn ready? I because will find you, it, but yeah. I was thinking Purple Rain. Purple Rain, play the horn. Absolutely. If you're Minnesota, yes. You hope that he becomes your Jalen Hurts. You got him in the <clears> second <throat> round. Kenny, your thoughts as a Lion fan? Thoughts are this mock draft was created for the sole purpose of irritating me. Okay. Thumbs up. So pick 47, a bit of irony on my end. I am a Giants fan. What school do I hate more than anyone else? Michigan. That's right. So the Giants at 47 select Chris Jenkins defensive tackle from U of M. Side note, I don't really care. Once they become pros, I don't care where they went say, to school. That's actually a good pick. That's a great pick. Jenkins is a, a good really pick. good football I'm going to go thumbs up because I don't think that he was going to be there that long. Yeah, thumbs up. David, back-to-back -back Wolverines pick 48. Who do you think it is? Jacksonville. Blake Corn. No. Uh <laughs> Roman Wilson yeah, to the thinking, Jazz. Yeah, Wilson. We had a really thoughts? good senior day. Uh, senior Bowl weekend. So, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, I would say thumbs up for the simple fact that once you leave Michigan, you become a wide receiver again. It's like Pinocchio. <laughs> you become a real boy. Very true. More Wolverines off the board. Pick 53, Philadelphia Eagles. Linebacker, Junior Colson. That's good for, yes. Thumbs up. Well, he's not from Georgia, though. We can make an <laughs> exception. That was a good pick. They only have Georgia defensive players. Georgia yeah. players. All right, I'll go dogs. Go dogs. I'm just going to nerd out. Pick 55 is one of my favorite players in this entire draft. If you know, you know. Kansas State, guard, tackle, center, everything. Kid named Connor Beebe. All he does is cave people's helmets in. 
He's a ton of fun to watch. He goes to the Dolphins. The offensive uh, Bolton? He, he, dude just kills people. And he does it at every <laughs> position. Okay. And here we go. Lions. Pick 61. Player I love. Mikey List player and exactly the type of corner I'd love to see him draft. Big, lean, lanky, 6'2", kid who played at Iowa State named TJ Tampa. He's a very physical player. He'll get after you at the line of scrimmage. He's basically a non-government cheese, Jerry Jacobs. Okay. Who do, who, who do the Niners take him with 32? Was that gone? Oh, hold on. That 32? Yeah. So selfish. Uh, so you're just assuming they're going to win the Super Bowl. Niners take Jordan Morgan, offensive tackle out of Arizona. And then in the second round, hold on. I'm going as fast as I can here, boys. Uh, Adisa Isaac. DN out of Penn State. Okay. And here we'll be selfish for David's purposes. David, where the hell are you in the second round? Pick 51. Yeah. Zach Frazier, center out of West okay. Virginia. Makes sense. Pick 18, I believe, is where you were in the first round. Yes. Head's no, we're 20. Explode. We're 20. At 20, Amarius Mims, tackle, Georgia. Kenny will tell you all about him in the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your crackheaded two-round mock. All right, Super Bowl. I mean, I know so many hosts and fans aren't going to watch it. Wow. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, 3 o'clock, odyssey.com, rewind. You missed anything? We have Brad Holmes audio. Spoke today. And I want to save people time. Don't, don't get upset. But we don't have to agree with everything Brad Holmes does 
to still come to the conclusion he's very good at what he does. But I'm not going to overreact. But if I take him at his word, I thought he said something today that's going to put me at odds all offseason. So I want to play this for you and then explain it. There's no anger. I'm just telling you this was a little off-putting to me, being that we just created the S-Bob era, Super Bowl or bust. Take a listen to what Brad Holmes said about their plan, how they build, and how they attack the offseason. Take a listen. I understand that based on history, from what's happened in the past, like I understand you have a season like this, it's easy to feel like this was kind of a a one-shot, magical, lucky, uh, cute story, which I'm tired of hearing. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, was, it was none of that. It's, it's easy to think that, but no, every move that me and Dan make, it has been made to sustain what we are building, all right? Every single move, and I'll say every single move we make and every single move we do not make is to sustain what we have been building. We, we love where we're at. Um, this is supposed to be expected. It's a standard. Um, we love the window that we're in. We just got finished with year three. We're still building. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick to our plan. We'll continue to put all our effort in to improve each year, which, which we've done, in my opinion. And um, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just stick to that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me give you my read. There's no anger. Not yelling about it. I'm just shooting you straight. Man, I don't want to hear about that B word. I don't want to hear about building. And I don't want to hear about patience or sticking to plan or, hey, I'm just pre-justifying the things we don't do. No, I told you where I'm at. You could think I'm, I'm half a horse's ass. You could think I'm brilliant or somewhere in between. I'm all in. I am all in if I'm the Lions. And I'm emulating exactly what the 49ers have done the last three seasons. All in. You can't trade for Christian McCaffrey. I just did. You can't package three first-round picks to go up and get the quarterback. You. I just did. You can't go get Chase Young. I did. Randy Gregory, bad human. Don't care. Like, I'm all in to bring a Super Bowl to Detroit. What I'm not down for is, well, you know, we have cap responsibility. I, someone show me the salary cap's even real. The Saints should have filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy if the cap was real. (laughs) The automatic buy because they can't play. Well, you know, we're going to have to pay Aiden Hutchinson in three years. It, it, It bugged me a little because I know I want them at the forefront of aggression. Pedal down. We have to, we got to be aggressive now. But it also goes to the whole, they have a brand. They're only going to bring in lion type of people. I'm paraphrasing. If it doesn't fit that culture, they're not going to bring a person in just to bring that person in. I've said it before. Yeah, you were thin your window. You got to cash in and you got to make some moves. You're going to have to probably get maybe some tough decisions. But yes, if somebody who can get you over the edge as a one-year rental and look, you took C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Not a great guy, looks like. I mean, but you took a chance on him. You got to do that more often. You got to go out there and be willing to just, I, I'm not going to say to the F them picks, but almost close to that. 
The Rams did and said, we don't care. They won. Niners have done the same thing. You don't want to sit there with a bunch of capital, but you're constantly getting bounced out in the, in the first round. Now, the way we could play this is this. If you think Rico and I are getting ahead of ourselves, um, if you have full faith, like what I don't like doing is, well, whatever Brad decides is good by me. That's, I mean, what are you, a lemming? Well, that's kind of the same thing. I, you know, it was the whole, you know, Dan Campbell gambled and got us here, so you never question him. But it's okay, it's okay to question. It doesn't mean you're yelling and screaming about it. It doesn't mean you don't like Man, the it person. Is 2024, you do not question people. You are all into whatever their dogma is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hard to argue that, but I, <laughs> I'm going to try. So 248-539-9797, like Rico and I at Super Bowl or Bust. Who's with us on this? Or did you actually like what you heard? I don't think there's any yelling about this. I don't think this is a yellable topic. But I have said, if there is pick, pick a player along the defensive line that's a disruptor and they're a pro bowler and they become available, guess what I'm going to do on the air? But see, here's I want the, the Lions to go get them. But see, here's the problem that will happen is kind of like Holmes today, the fans will then keep the receipts. Well, we went after this guy and he was a bust and he didn't help us win because it's not going to happen. Most of the time, you're going to go, you're going to try to get players. Only one team gets to win. Mike, you know this from watching your Yankees play. Different sport, but the Yankees go out and get all types of people. Does not, no, no, no. But it doesn't mean they win, but they will do whatever they can to try to get over the top to get that advantage. The best kind of culture you can have here in Detroit is winning. You experience that right now. It's why a lot of people are still angry right now, because you got a taste of winning. In order to keep that thing going, you got to go out there and you got to bring in players who may not be Boy Scouts, who may not fit your culture, but they can help you win. It's an arms race. Yes. That's what the NFL is. You escalate until it implodes, and then you de-escalate until you're it's time to escalate again. That's it. Otherwise, what, what are you on? That treadmill of mediocrity? No, Brad, you're right. It, it, it's not a cute thing. This team is built well. No one has said that more than me. No, but I think a lot of people, it's the proverbial, we want to win, and we want to show that we can win the right way. Yeah, there, there is no right way to winning. It's no. either you win or you don't. Yeah, like now I do it. Like as we enter the offseason, I expect the Lions to be in on big free agents. I expect the Lions to swing a bold trade. I expect them. And again, Holmes has done, he has crafted what he is about, which is I target my guys and I take them. I don't care where you think I should take them. I targeted this player because I believe he had a top five grade, Jameer Gibbs. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Would I take it back at 12? No. But he did. And he got paid to do it. And he was right. Gibbs is a very good player. It was never about the player. It was about the position. So do I have confidence in the first round if he has a guy who has a top 10 grade, that player sitting there at 16, that Holmes will be on the phone? Yeah, I have confidence in that. But it's the free agency, the trade. It is They have to go out and add three defensive players of high note. I'm hoping. And they will be a Super Bowl team. So I want to know where the people are at with it. David, what did you take away from Holmes' comments? Here's what I took from Combs' comments. Um, when he talks about sticking to the plan, what what is the plan? As, as a fan, we talked about during the season when you say, okay, well, they're ahead of schedule. 
Well, things, things change then. If you're ahead of schedule, there's no ahead of schedule anymore. You are there. Everyone believes that you are the second best team in the NFC. Now you have to act as such in the offseason. Sometimes you have to go out and use draft picks to get a guy. You have to spend money to get a guy. There is no sticking to the plan. You're just going to draft here, draft their nice guys or guys that fit your system here. Sometimes you have to go out and get a guy. Or, or like I said, a rental player. There's a Jadavion Clowney. Correct. You know what? You go get him. Well, Correct. He's a buff. He didn't, don't care. He could rush the passer, 20 downs a game. Let's go get him. All I do is hear him say this, and I go right back to the trade deadline. We like the guys that we have in yeah. our locker room. And it just, when you put it all together, it's just like, I don't know, man. Sometimes <clears throat> you got to do something. Think about this. Right here, right now, I give you two choices. You could have given away your second-round pick and signed Montez Sweat. And, and how about this? Let's say the Bears, because it's in division, wanted your first. All right. So pick 28, and you would have Montez Sweat for the next four years, including whatever may or may not have happened on that field last week. Or blessed pick 28. See, David's got it right. I said the same thing at the deadline. Why wouldn't I say it today? Yeah, because once you start getting good, you're going to be picking later in the draft. And that, How much of an impact is that pick going to be rather than the instant success that you can get? Yeah, I would have probably taken Sweat. Take this pick. I'm going to take Sweat. Let's go. And now I got Sweat and Hutch. Bookends. Look, and then I can figure it out later if I'm going to keep him or not and if I'm going to pay him or not. I just, I want to be aggressive. I think they're in their Super Bowl window. You got to be aggressive. David, you had asked, what is their plan? Brad Holmes has never been shy about it. Hell, when Sheila talked, it was about drafting, taking our time, developing. To me, that goes out the window when you're in your window. It really does. The window is never open as long as you think it's going to be. It closes before you realize it. Ask the Buffalo Bills. That's what I'm saying. Roughly about three years after that. Three years, generally, five at max. Right. And don't give me the Chiefs. They have Michael Jordan. Right. The Chiefs and the Patriots were anomalies. Right, because they they had. Yes. Exactly. Would we all agree right here, right now, that when it's all said and done, Brady and Mahomes are one and one A, it's Jordan, LeBron? Yes. Okay, those are the outliers. But when you don't have that and you bust it through, you're in a spot where no one thought you would be, take advantage of it Just think about this. We're the Bucks right now. Not the same team as they were three years ago when Brady was there. 248 539 9797. We'll get to your phone calls next. 971. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 97.1, that's Brad Holmes today. Talking about the offseason, the plan. Let's get to your calls. We'll catch up on ticket text a little later. Let's go to Brett, 97.1. Brett, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, Rico. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Brett. Good, man. What's up? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about the earlier in the show today, mm. you know, talking about Lions fans that are bitter and everything, not watching the Super Bowl. Um, the playoff run for me was very personal. And I say this as a 27-year-old who's been a Lions fan, a diver Lions fan my entire life. They're my favorite team across all the major sports. Um, of course, I grew up watching Stafford. I have some memories of Kitna and even Joey Harrington, but like Stafford was really that guy when I was really getting into football. So that first playoff game, was it was really big for me, as it was for a lot of Detroiters. I also spent actually most of my life living in Tampa, so the second game against the Bucks was also pretty big for me, pretty personal. Then you get to the NFC title game, which I felt I agreed with you, Mike, during the offseason that the um, winning the division in a playoff game we should be able to do. But I actually felt that we could have held our standards higher, and I felt like we could make the NFC title game. And there we were. And going into that game, I said, you know what? If we lose, it's fine. We got to where I thought we should be. But then as we were gearing up, um, I started thinking about the fact that as a kid growing up, my father, he actually kind of like you, Rico, became a Niners fan in his life. So I grew up with some 49ers stuff around me growing up. So it was also a little personal to me, and I just felt gearing up to that game. I was like, you know, I don't think anyone has the momentum we do. And I felt that I was confident that we were going to win that game. And, uh, you know, after we lose that lead, after halftime, I even called him up and I said, we're winning this game. And, Uh-oh. you know, we lose that game. And Kiss of death. <laughs> it just, um, it was a shot, man. It was such a shot. You know, I feel like we definitely deserve to go in after the game. I was one of those people. I said, I'm not watching that Super Bowl. No, I probably will. But it it is so different now experiencing not just my first playoff victory in my lifetime, but getting to see two and getting to see almost making a Super Bowl 
And now I'm left with this devastation and with the fact that Troy Weaver is still employed. Oh, Brett, I got stuff for you in the 4 o'clock. Don't you worry with Troy. I'm excited to hear, Mike. So let me ask you this question, Brett. So now let's talk about what I brought up with Brad Holmes. Are you able to wrap Mm -hmm. your mind around what Rico, David, and I are saying about urgency? Or do you side with patience, let's take it slow, you know, slow burn? You know, first of all, we had a damn great season. I can admit that. But, yes, no, I agree with you guys. Um, The urgency is there. We need to win now. We should have been winning now, right now. We should be in that game right now. Absolutely. You do whatever you want. I'm even debating whether or not we just trade that first-round pick for somebody big, you know. I don't care what it is. We And actually, going back to Rico, you and uh, Jim on your show last week when Jim was filling in, um, you know what? I absolutely think that the standard is we do need to be back in the title game again, and we need to be winning that game. We need to be in the Super Bowl next year. That is the standard. Yep. I think, you know, and Brett, that's, listen, I know it's it's going to sound crazy, but when you finally reestablish a standard, right, what you are, what the Lions are, there's no turning back, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a weird place. And I brought it up last week. Me and Rico did the show before I got sick middle of the week. The point is, guys, you're not always going to like what comes out of the speakers of your favorite radio show. Because that standard is applied to how we view it. Meaning, I'm not going to be patient. I'm not, and again, that's okay. You can be. But don't be mad because I'm not. No, I think patient was last year when all of a sudden this team turned it around and you're like, you know what? I think they could be good next year. Now, a lot of people want to say the window, we over, Lions overachieved and you can't really count this. Yet this year counts because that's how the NFL works. You made it to the NFC Championship game. To me, that's the new standard. I'm not going to say, oh, if you don't make the Super Bowl, it's a horrible season. But you should be able to get back to the NFC Championship game again next season, giving yourself the opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. But you have to be able to now, as a franchise, look at a piece of paper and go, how do we stack up against not the NFC North, not the NFC it's whatever the top two, three, four teams in football are. And until or unless you are in that category, you 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 lie, steal, cheat. Because you, you, you do whatever it takes to get where you have to go. Because here's the difference. You learn to, you know what? Maybe you need to play all your games at home. That means you got to be the number one overall seed. Are you willing to do what it takes to be the number one seed in the NFC? Which is overpay for someone or make a bold trade or overlook a personality trait or, oh, my God, I traded a first-round pick and five years of a dirt-cheap player because I had access to player X. That's the stuff we're talking about. It's time. You're in your Super Bowl window. It's here. Hell, you could easily justify playing this weekend. So now, what do you have to do to close that gap? Right, because if you have to go all F them picks, once again, the Rams don't care. They're still watching the, the their Super Bowl trophy with Matthew Stafford and getting Lombardi trophy. You probably have another two years in this window. You have to capitalize on this. Eugene, 97-1. What's up, Eugene? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I, I really enjoyed the Lions this year. I think it was a fluke. I think it was like lightning in a bottle. 
Uh, it's 32 teams. It's going to be hot for, to one, to make it to one position, the Super Bowl game. Now it's going to be hot. Now look at Atlanta. Atlanta lost to New, lost to New England. They thought they had that game won. Did they ever go back? Nope. Um, and I think Dan Gamble, Dan, I was just on Wikipedia. Dan Gamble got Bill Parcell and Sean Payton coach, head coaching for, for him when he played for the Saints and Dallas. Now, I, I think some of that, I hope some of that um, championship mojo rub off, rub off on him. And another thing, do, do y'all see the Pro Bowl? It, it's flag no. football. It's, it's flag football now. Yeah, hell, hell no. No, man, man listen, they got to get rid of all-star games. I mean, Eugene, I used to be the biggest <laughs> NBA all-star weekend guy. Get rid of all of it. Kenny, they you had your guy out there half drunk at the NHL all-star game. I've seen you put more effort into getting dressed <laughs> in the morning than that guy. Who, what, was it Kucherov? Kucherov, yeah, didn't I even mean, want to be there, the guy. I mean, Kenny shows more energy at work than Kucherov showed on the ice, and that's not a compliment. Here's the funny thing. We're actually going to address that a little bit later on. I got a, in a blitz for you. So. You have a Nikita Kucherov no, blitz? No. Oh, yeah. Up next, That's... Braden Point. Is he your favorite? Too Around far? the rink with Rico Beard. <laughs> All right. The NFL. Hey, man. It's February. If Kenny can do Black History Month, I can do this. Yeah. Not sure that's such a good idea either, is it? <laughs> All right, David Ticket Text. We'll get to the callers. We've got a football today coming up. Also in the four o'clock, we obviously we're doing a ton of Lions today, but we are three days from the NBA trade deadline. I want to give you a dramatization of what I think happened with Zach Levine, and you just hate to see it. I'm also going to warn you what you need to be ready for. Pain, disappointment, and financial irresponsibility. We'll talk about it. Uh, D- David, what do you have on Ticket Text? He didn't say anything wrong, and I trust Brad Holmes completely. He will do what's necessary for this team. Okay. okay. Can I just ask a question? Sure. Not to you, to the idiot who just texted that. In. Like, how do you live your life? Like, do you think for yourself, or are you just a robot? I don't think it's a robot. I don't want to speak for the person. I'm no, not my point is, idiot. No, even the- light critique is met with essentially Steve bots because. Brad, you know what? That's a good way. Because Brad Holmes gave him something that as Alliance fans, he didn't ever think he would see in his life. He has carte blanche. So why does sports exist? Why why does sports exist if we can't talk about it? If we can't ask questions? If we can't have a discussion? That's the reason why they're called fans, Mike. Because they're not rational thinkers. They're fans. They're sort of fanatics. Well, then I don't like them. I'm just there saying that's where that that settles that because he gave that person and a lot of Detroiters something they never thought they would see in a lifetime. People were mortgaging their futures going to these games. He can do whatever he wants because this man is golden. Then why be a fan? Once you become completely submissive from a brain power standpoint and you go, well, whatever they decide is just okie dokie by me because it's helping the, your team, whatever colors, whatever team. Don't you have your own belief structure? I Don't do. you have, th- not you literally, I mean this person and people of their ilk. No. The, the, this is what you call the hardcore fan. That no matter what, these are the people, Mike, who only want to hear us say great things about our no, local that's teams. That's not a hardcore fan. Those are lemmings. 
Lemmings, hardcore, tomato, tomato. Low IQ, not free thinkers, oh, okay. very limited now intellect. Being, now you're being mean. It's not mean if it's true. He could be a, this could be like a, a, a rocket. But when it comes to sports, people, no, 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 no. please. When it comes to sports and your teams, Mike, it's the same as politics. Smart people lose their minds. And you're like, wait, but you're smarter than this. When it well, comes first to sports, of all, you no, can't be an intelligent person and be invested in politics when both sides only care about each other. But this, they don't care no, about no, us. But Mike, it's the same with sports where you could be this brilliant mind, but when it comes to your sports team, forget about it. You see things how you want to see them. Jansen uh, sucks. David? Yeah, they're idiots. Uh, the plan might be to be aggressive this offseason. The word plan, though, sounds boring and uninspiring. We don't really know what's sticking to the plan. No, we do. we do. Because Sheila's talked about it. He's talked about it. It's just we're going to draft our way to glory. And I'm I'm sorry. The time for that, that's done. I'm just hoping that next year at the trade deadline, they're active. Because the draft, Brad Holmes has shown he knows what he's doing. If this is no longer where it's the first pick of the draft and then every pick that the Lions take afterwards are greeters at Walmart. See, I, I need to know, and I just don't see that from him. I well, need he, to know. he jumped into free agency last year and brought in some players. Some worked, but, some didn't, no, some got on, hurt. But hold on. But I need to know, can he make the Christian McCaffrey type move? If well, the season starts slow, can you make that move? But David, that's that's the last piece to the puzzle. What will he do at the trade deadline? Nothing. Will like you become aggressive, or does it have to be a culture fit type of thing? Hank in Westland says the plan is working, and I think he's going to make some moves. We're ahead of schedule. Ugh. Boy, oh boy. <sighs> okay. These are Rico's nice. people, not mine. <laughs> Wait, I said, my people. They don't like me. Those are your people. They don't like me. <laughs> yes, David. Let Holmes cook. <laughs> Guy has now proven himself. You don't have to know his plan, David. You're not on his staff. Okay. <laughs> I, I, honestly, but do, but do me a favor. Do me a favor. Because when every ticket text you get like that, block them. I don't want people of that intellect even I- interacting with me, this program. Let me stand up for my air quote people. I, I disagree with the whole he's proven himself. He's done it a year, maybe a, two years, when you look at the people that he's bringing in. But yeah, he doesn't have that long history. Man, Joe Dumars brought a championship here and faced criticism every year. Steve Eiserman's an effing legend and has begun to face criticism. Don't tell me that Brad Holmes has now uh, assumed the role of the Virgin Mary. But as Joe Dumars or Steve Eiserman ever got to the NFC title. Okay, you know what? No, no, people people look at the Lions differently. You understand my point. No front office executive is beyond reproach. John Lynch gets criticized. Trey Lance, you gave up the, the mortgage. You gave it the farm for this guy, and it didn't work out. You got lucky with another quarterback, but yes, GMs make bad moves. They do bad things. Everything you do is not the greatest, and I'm going to fully trust this guy no matter what. Every signing that's a hardcore is its own thing. Yeah. Every move is its own thing, just like what Every we talked pick. about. Every fourth down is its own story. It's no different here. I can never watch sports. Okay, here, I'm a Celtics fan. You think I sit here and it's, well, whatever Brad Stevens wants. That's not how this game works. 
We're fans. We talk okay, about but, stuff. I will say this, and maybe I'm wrong, and Kenny, or oh, Kenny's answering the phone, but as a Lions fan, be, because as a Celtics fan, Mike, and it was a, I think it was a texter said that, because you've seen success. You know what it looks like. You know when to trust something and when not. Whereas Lions fans are still relatively new to this. I don't trust this. anything. So, so that's that, null and void. Okay. You know what? David, I'm going to talk to you. Okay, then. Because Lions haven't done anything, and this is the first time you've remotely seen something like this in over 30 years, you're going to trust this guy to get you back. I have a big one. I'm just going to go to the people. I'm going to go to Alex. Ninety-seven one. Alex, how are you, buddy? Hey, can you guys hear me? Oh, yes, yeah, loud and clear. What's going on, Alex? Hey, happy Monday, happy Monday. Um, I just wanted to touch on the uh, the Lions Super Bowl boycott, if I could, real quick. Uh, not from us. Let's be clear. Other shows and people. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that any Lions fans having that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl kind of mentality. I, I think it's just really charm and soft. Um, I have a comparison. It's not a direct comparison, but for me, at least, like, the optimistic side of me, this is how I'm looking at that NFC title game. Um, I'm sure you guys remember about five years ago, there was a team that made it to the AFC championship game, and they hadn't been there in 25 years. And they lost a heartbreaker in overtime to the Patriots, and that team was the Chiefs. Now, I totally understand uh, the Chiefs have Mahomes, and he might just be the best quarterback of all time. But from a mentality standpoint, I've taken that game as that first Chiefs AFC championship game where they lost, but they responded by reloading, and then they got back there, and they finally got the job done. Right. So that's how I'm approaching that's these it. next few years. That's it. And it's not willy-nilly. It's not making dumb moves. It's not bankrupting the next decade of a franchise. But I do think that we need to turn the heat up and, and turn up the aggression. I'm, I, I mean, Alex, I don't think I've said anything wrong. And then you run into these robots where it's like, huh, you, you don't need to know the plan. He could do whatever he wants. Then why do you watch the games? Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Alex, yeah, I'm with I, you. I do have confidence in Brad Holmes of course. that he's going to make the right moves. Um, and, you know, after this most recent draft, I, you know, I was just, I was confused. I was like, why, why are we taking a running back? Why, why are we taking a linebacker? You know, um, but it ended up working out. I mean, Campbell still has, you know, some room to improve. But yeah, I, I trust that he's going to, you know, he's going to do better in the off season. All I would ask is a little more aggressiveness and free agency. Yes. And so, the trade deadline. so basically Alex is what you're saying is you don't have the blind faith in the lions regime that they can do no wrong. That's right. No, no, because I'm an adult. Okay, and, you, you know what? And, and I was going to say, I want a million Alex's listening to no show. one should have blind faith. No, because you're an adult. You're a free thinker. Yeah. I, I, I Alex, I tell you, it's a scary I mean, world. It's the same thing when you, when you want to argue over the, well, you should have kicked the field goal. No, this is what we did all year. You don't go. You go for it because that's what he's done. It's like, no, we can have a conversation. But not in this situation. You could have did. No, you don't know football. Wow. Okay. David, I just learned. I just, I let it go. Those are your people. Now, how do they become my people? You represent them. I don't represent them. Well, you defend them. I just, no, I try to understand them. There's a difference. All right.
David, blitz time. Music. I think it, I think it tells you I'm right. They're pushing the envelope. I'm going to watch this team. Can I just say pass? In football today. Brought to you by Hungry Howie's Flavored Crust Pizza. All right. A little football today. Michael, mm. David, Kenny. The Commanders have made it official. They are letting go of Eric Bieniemy. He will no longer be on the staff. What happens to Eric Bieniemy? Where does he go next? I really don't have an answer. It kind of feels like the end of the road, to be quite honest. I mean, Andy Reid is only going to be around so long. You know, could he reestablish himself in KC as a lateral move or a demotion? I don't think he's an OC. And he clearly is just, just as a quarterback's coach now? Maybe. Rigo, I don't have a great answer. It, there's something about this guy that people don't want to hire him. He doesn't get serious consideration. It is, uh, I, I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for you. Yeah, see, with Nagy, he came back to KC, but he was a head coach when he came back. So the enemy would be coming back not doing anything other than what he's done. That would be tough. I think he may have to go back to the college ranks, possibly. Because remember, he left so that he could show, no, it's not just Kansas City. I'm really, it's it's all about me, and now he's jobless. So staying in that same frame, reports come out that Ben Johnson basically said, I don't want to go and work for a bunch of basketball guys. I don't know what they know. Canceled the interview while they were on the plane. Is he making himself where he's not going to be hired? Where in the next go around, people are going to say, I don't know if I want to actually pursue Ben Johnson. All right. First of all, this is good for the Lions. So let's just get the headline out of the way. But I can I can only tell you how I'd react if I was trying to hire someone and they canceled while I was on the airplane. And then you find out if this stuff is true, if reports are true, that he kind of trashed ownership. They're basketball guys. They think they know more than they do. That is not a good look in what is a very, very small, tight-knit community of owners. You don't bleep on somebody's shoes and think the guy straight to the left who just avoided the splashdown is going to hire you. I'd keep an eye on it. Now, again, there's two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. Right. Now, I don't know if it's all like true. Said, this came, it doesn't out, make, oh, came out over the weekend. Doesn't I don't make it, them sound good. Tell you that. It does not. Here's what I say about this. Outside of the letting the commanders know very, very last minute, the portion of the story that says he just loves to be in his office, coming up with the schemes, being the evil genius type guy, yes. that he may not be a leader of a team. I think if I'm a team now with that, I'm saying, you know what? I, I, I'm good. I'm good next year when when the cycle comes comes around. He may be showing me he's not that, that leader that needs to lead my team. That basically, you know what? If we ever have to flip our staff, maybe we go out and break the bank to get him as the OC. But that's about it. Also makes you wonder a little bit if we go back to the Josina Anderson reports. Wow, he wants $15 million a year. And we were like, ah, is that really believable? Well, they keep saying it's not about the money, but... But it could be another example of maybe he just doesn't want to lead a team. Right. Not everybody throwing, wants yeah. to be a head coach. He'll throw not a everybody. number out there that says, I'm not paying that. He's got a good here. He's got his quarterback. He's got the system. 
He's got carte blanche when it comes to the head coach. You know you're going to get fourth down. Look, this is good for the Lions. I was only speaking not to Ben Johnson as a man, but as far as what it would be viewed like around the league, yeah, prob- if it's true, that probably didn't help him. Next question, should the NFL just do away with the Pro Bowl week? Yes. I've said it all. I've done it all. Yes. It's crap. No, I enjoy the you skills competition. You are a liar. Competition. David, you lie. Oh, here's, here's the thing. The flag football game, I can live without because they didn't even know the rules. They like, did. Booger McFarland was like, this referee doesn't even know the rules out here. Yelling on the microphone like, Booger, your mic is hot. But watching the dodgeball was kind of fun. Watching the obstacle course, that was kind of fun. It's different, but it's nowhere near Sean Taylor laying out the punter who tried to fake the punt in the game and just cold knocked him out. Those days are gone. But the entertainment value of it, I can live with. So I was just curious of how you felt. Get rid of it. (laughs) Garbage. All right. All all all-star games, garbage. Well, with Enemy now leaving, it's because Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the OC of the Commanders. Do the Bears just really fleece the Commanders so that they can have the number one pick and the Bears just take full advantage of this? Feels like it. And Caleb has already come out in support of Cliff Kingsbury, loves the guy. There's been rumors he doesn't want to go to Chicago. Who am I to say no? I mean, and if you're the commanders, you have to pick the phone up. If the grade on Caleb is up here and then Drake May and Jaden Daniels are substantially lower, you're picking the phone up anyways. But then it's a matter of, do Caleb's people make a big enough stink that he doesn't want to be a bear? See, that's the thing right there. It seems like the bears would have the commanders and say, well, you know, you want this, come and get it. Give us everything you have. But then if Caleb says, I don't want to be there, I think they're going to get less in return. <clears throat> no, because I can still draft you and just make your – because I still got a quarterback. I, I, I don't have to get rid of fields. Now, to me, and this isn't Chicago radio, Chicago can then take – swap that pick and then just keep swapping for somebody else who get now wants Drake May and, then, and end up with like a ton of first-round and second-round picks that you can actually fill out a squad around fields. All right, the Super Bowl, couple Super Bowl questions. Did the NFL, they're, they're doing it big in Las Vegas, but did somebody forget to do the right thing? I don't know if you heard the story, but the Niners are practicing at UNLV. Okay. Except the field is unplayable, the practice field. They're contemplating what to do next, including having to share the practice facility with the Chiefs They've even thought about maybe just flying back home. Where are the Chiefs? The Chiefs, I think, are practicing inside. Are they inside? They're indoors, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So the Niners at UNLV, they put real real grass on top of UNLV's artificial field. Yeah, they're saying the grass is too tight or something. It's this. No, actually, the grass is it. I have a big one. So, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Next question. <laughs> what do you mean? We're talking do points. I, I, Rico, I don't know what to say. It would seem Im, Im, implausible 
to have a Super Bowl and you don't have two working surfaces for the two best teams in the league to practice on. So it's really, I'm absorbing the the conversation here, and I'm like, this this is is insane. This is the story that just came out today is that, yes, the Niners are contemplating what to do next because they don't have a field to play on that they actually like. Uh, Finally, this. With all the storylines coming out, how big of a distraction do you think the arrest of Patrick Mahomes Sr. on the DWI will be for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes Jr.? I mean, impossible to gauge, but if you're talking on a personal level, father and son, that's one thing. Team, I I don't think any. Because, you know, this is, the, this is the media day when I know. you go and ask all the questions. Yeah, I, He has to sit there for 25 minutes and answer all the questions. Well, he'll have to sit there. He'll have to take the questions. But I don't think it would be a distraction for the team when it comes playing time. Yeah. Because remember, what was it, a couple years ago, there was the Andy Reid son situation. You know what? So yeah. they won the Super Bowl. There you go. David, David wins. David wins. All right, you know what? We got time for one yeah. more, David. All right. Where do we got to be? You're, you're true. We're here to six. Where will Chip Kelly coach oh. in the fall? He, he, Chip Kelly, for those who don't know, is the head coach of UCLA. Where will he coach in the fall? Oh, he wants out of UCLA more than John wants to leave on days. Harbaugh's a topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is dying to get out of there. He, he's one step from wearing a, a sandwich board saying, we'll coach in league for free. Uh, Rico, I, I think this will be his last year at UCLA. I say, and will he, he let go? Will he be in college or will he be an OC in the NFL? Because now, you know, Raiders now need an OC. Like, teams need an offensive coordinator yeah, he doesn't want to. He's a lot like Jeff Halfley, who left Boston College. He doesn't want to deal with all the nonsense. So, you're wow. saying he's in the NFL next season? Yeah. How about this? Not in college, even money. Not in college. Either unemployed or in the league. I think he'll be in college. You think he just sucks it up and says, all One right. more year. UCLA. But it's hard to do that, David, when I you've understand. openly told people, I, because, I hate you. Because here's the thing. You hit a two- or three-game losing streak, and now alums and boosters are saying he doesn't even want to be here. But it's too late to fire him. Which, who are you going to get? Because I don't think he gets an NFL OC Well, Boston job. College, you see who's yeah. going to get the job yeah. is basically Bill O'Brien. He has, said, no, he thank was, you. He, he was the Ohio OC. State. Yeah. Right, he was the OC for Ohio State for two weeks and said, oh, wait, I got a head coaching gig. I'm going to go there. All right, gentlemen, that is your it's still wet. NFL Blitz 97 all right, 971, it is four o'clock. If you missed anything, Odyssey.com rewind. I am gonna get to the people here, Rico, and then 415, I've got in my world how the Zach Levine saga went down this weekend. <laughs> uh, we are three days from the NBA trade deadline, and uh Chris Fillar tried to bait me with his update. <laughs> but we will have just a one segment kind of check-in. And I have a question for Rico. I'm interested for his answer. May mix in a one-segment deal on the clown car that is Michigan basketball and how Jawan Howard is still employed. People, I don't know if you're paying attention. They may not win a game the rest of the year. No hyperbole. Go look at that schedule. Oh, and then Road Scholar McDaniels uh, is going to miss another three games. I don't know why that's so funny. 
That's not a flag, David. That's not a we got a lot to do. Right now, to the people, though, let's go to Louie, 971. Louie, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? How you doing? Good. What's going on? All right. Well, first of all, I just want to say something really quick about last week's topic on Sunday. Uh, what are we going to do on Sunday? Yes. I want to thank you, Mikey. That bookie uh, series, awesome. Amazing awesome. TV show, okay. isn't it? It's funny. Yeah, it is. So, it's so good. It's so dark comedy, man. It's right. So good. But no one makes <laughs> comedies anymore. Everything I is know, but it's just... sad. I'm glad you like it. It's so, it's so good. Thank you. Now, going back to that, um, I think we heard it in his... Um, what he said i mean first of all he started it was kind of weird how he started defending his moves like saying this is not a fluke and then in the undertow i think you heard him saying even the moves that we don't make like defending all of us that we were up in arms with your chair drop i think he, he you know in the in the undertow he kind of let us know that he's gonna do what he thinks is working which is taking it slow I agree with you guys. I think it's like, let's do this. I mean, we have this window right now, but I think in their mind, the way that they're doing things is working. So I don't think they are in any hurry to do any moves. I'm just, this is the way I see it. This is the way these guys have been doing it. You're speaking about what you think their mindset is, while also, look, Louie, you're basically, you and I are like-minded on this. Oh, I know what I think their mindset is. I'm just telling you where mine is. I, it now, is I really time. Hope, I bet it's not, man. I really hope it's not because you're right. You're right. I mean, sweat. Look at that. Look at the difference that he would have made. I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's the way I see it. But like I said, I just also wanted to say thank you for that show. Man. Oh, you you guys it. are great. Keep on doing Keep on doing the, grit, the, the good work, guys. Louie, appreciate Rico, you. Yeah. Good luck on your 49ers, Rico. Thank you. Oh, man, F that. Hope they, lose. On, Hope they lose by a thousand. <laughs> to hell with Rico Beer. You know what? And that's going to be Chase Young right there. <laughs> going after Mahomes. <laughs> hey, hopefully he pursues him more than he pursued Jameer Gibbs. Well, you know. He takes plays off. Oh, my goodness. He stepped up on the fourth and three. Let's go to call. He did, in fairness. Uh, let's go to caller DJ971. Hello, DJ. What up, though? How y'all doing, man? What's happening, Excellent. DJ? Nothing. Just got the testicles to come back home about four or five days ago. Um, I stayed away because I, I couldn't come back, and I didn't want to hear all the stuff about that loss, man. It, it, it hurt. So I stayed. I worked from out of town because I was scared to come back home and listen to all the nonsense. So I'm back now. Listen to y'all. Listen to everybody. And uh, Here we go, dog. One thing, Mike, first and foremost, let's just say this. The NFL really can get, do away with the games, but I can tell you how they can hit a home run. They can hit a home run if they bring the fastest man or the strongest man back to the competition. Think about it. That's every dude's testosterone. Every dude wants to. I, I would want to see the NFL fastest men, me personally. I just think that's something that could really help those events. Like the home run derby, that's just basically dude's testosterone kicking in. What do you think, Mike? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Tyree the fastest Hill man. versus Challenger X, et cetera. Or, yeah. or even if they did some type of 4x100 relay, that would be sweet as well. I'm, yeah, I mean, even like my, my college teammates to this day, we still watch those fastest men competitions of Daryl Green versus Rod Wilson. Like, we really wanted to watch that. I would love to see Tyreek and J-Mo go head up. That would be something we will build up to all year. But let's get to you, Mike, mm. and your, your, your thing with the Lions. So, we all know I, I'm not, I try to be as objective as possible about my Lions, man. But at the end of the day, Mike, 
Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell kicking that field goal in the third quarter. Brad Holmes, the way he goes about his business. Would Darnell do it, me and me? No. Would you do it? No, we would not. But at the end of the day, I'm not coaching that team. We ain't the GMs, so it ain't about me. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the way he's approaching free agency and this, this sort of thing. But let's stick with the facts, Michael Willeney. The fact of it is, his very first draft, he had two All-Pros, one possible Pro Bowler, and Aline McNeil. Second draft, four starters, one Pro Bowler, one possible Pro Bowler, and Kirby Joseph. Third draft, two All-Pros, one Pro Bowler, and four starters. So guess what? At this point, the fact of the matter is, he has earned the right to do it his way with pretty much no criticism. Well, hold now, on now. I do it that way? Hold no, on, no, hold on. You're hold on just a minute there, high flyer. Who's saying, I, I have nothing to say about the draft? My thing has more to do with free agency and the trade market. It's Super Bowl or bust, DJ. You know the deal. I don't think you are just going to draft your way to glory. We need to make a move and get some grown-ass dudes in here. We need an edge my, rusher my opposite Hutch. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not critiquing his draft. My my dog, I do, but look at it like this, Mike, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you, dog, but listen to what I'm saying. Free agency, that's a salary cap thing where you get what I'm saying, that's going to hurt the cap and all that old other stuff that I don't really get into. The reality of it is that when this man drafts this year, these are the facts, Mike, he's going to get us a pro bowler or all pro. He has told me, like Rico said earlier, one time is luck. Two times now. He's done this three straight no, years. No, he's a good draft. So guess what? Do you see what I'm saying? So his process got us a bad third uh, third quarter field goal decision away from being in the Super Bowl doing it his way. So at this point, I'm just going to sit back and let him do his thing. But We're you know, you know what we could field, argue? I agree with you. DJ, we could argue that his decision to not sign an, a legitimate NFL kicker cost you. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. that's all I'm saying. Hey, the draft record is what it is, and it's outstanding. I don't argue that. But what I'm talking about is we've never had an offseason where we felt like they used all three portions of player acquisition, the tools in the toolbox. And we've all been patient. We've all said this is the right way. Now, look, last year they got a little more aggressive. Now, they did B and C level signings to try to rebuild the secondary. We'll never know how good the secondary could have been if Mosley didn't get hurt. But what I'm saying is now you got to have the chess piece. And I don't know, you know, last offseason it was the Jalen Ramsey trade or an offseason prior. It was the Eagles saying, look, we don't want a wide receiver. We want the wide receiver. It was A.J. Brown. These are the moves that, to me, I want to see the Lions go for it. So a Patrick Sertain type of thing. If he's available, you absolutely. That's the type of thing. Now, again, if the Broncos are asking for 50 first-round picks, hey, we're right here. No shot. But, hey, can we have, uh, look, we're trying to move up to with the Bears to get a first. Hey, give us that first-round pick, and we'll send him out. Done. There are ways you would. I want to see be engaged in the phone call, just like with free agency. You know, it's okay to use it when you're a Super Bowl team. You're finishing the project. You know. You know what teams get themselves in trouble with free agency? Bad ones. You can't buy your way out of a pit. We already did the drafting and the developing. <laughs> now it's time. Let, let's add the couple pieces to finish this deal and go win a Super Bowl. So I mean, that's that's all. You're right.
not every player has to be this long-term four or five-year deal. One one and done. Going to bring you in. You're a rental player. You know that coming in. So get your stats up here. Maybe we bring you back. Or you make yourself marketable to the next team. All right. So we will get back into the Lions momentarily. Still got more football to get to this hour. But I, I have to bring this up. Now let me give you a disclaimer. I cannot prove the following. But it's Monday, and I'm going to live in the world I want to live in, okay? I'm going to give you a... So Mike with the breaking news. Right. In my opinion, the dramatization of how this went down. Now, last week, we told you, the Zach Levine thing, if the Pistons trade for this guy, is an unholy nightmare. A day later, Zach Lowe, ESPN, the Low Post, the smoke is real between the Pistons and Bulls. I said, oh, dear baby Jesus, no, you don't want this guy. It's the most odious contract in the league. His own teammates hate his guts. Please, God, no. Well, I want to tell you something. David, you've always wanted to hear this. God is good. Because, <laughs> because... Not only is Zach Levine not coming to Detroit, he ain't going nowhere. Here's here's in my world how this went. David, I'm ready to come to drop. You you want to join me? Come on. <laughs> now work with me on this. The report came out that, quote, after consulting his agency, Clutch Sports, and the Bulls, Zach Levine elected to have season-ending ankle surgery. He didn't have to. He elected to. So let me tell you how I think this went down. My opinion only. Zach, there's a real good shot you end up in Detroit. Cut me. The hell I am. <laughs> where's Where's the gas pipe? Put me under, slice me open. Wait, I don't understand that joke. That, that was the punchline. No, no, no. You're going to go to Detroit. Yeah, cut me. What are my alternatives? Well, really nothing. I mean, unless you're injured, I am. My ankle hurts. Cut I me. I am. Cut me now. <laughs> now, listen. <laughs> Ain't nobody mad about it. But here's you your You know next... what? You may have saved Troy from himself. Nope. Nope. Because Wait. second prize is the steak knives. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to spin the wheel of loserdom and come up with another bum that Troy Weaver will trade for. And I have two names for you. One of them may arouse Rico Beard. I just can't get Rico to stop saying the man's name. But I know. No. Hey, I have a big one. Calm down. A report has said Tobias Harris is going to be this team's target. But they, quote, may wait till free agency to pursue him. Now, a couple issues with Tobias Harris. One being he's not very good. Two being he's 32. And three being you will have to pay him $40 million a year. Combine that with Cade's rookie extension and congratulations, you've paid Tobias and Cade $80 million combined to win 26 games. But here's a name that I was told. And it is going to be the target with three days to go. To say this guy has some baggage would be an understatement. 
I mean, breaking news. It's like saying Rico's black. In fact, true. This player has baggage. Also true. Be on the lookout for Miles Bridges. Come see that black. Uh, (laughs) I thought you were going to say Zion, but okay. But then again, I was going to say, does he have baby mama drama? But that's also applicable. Uh, Also applicable. (laughs) Zion's drama don't land you a felony charge. Might just land you a disease or something. But you could have had Miles for really nothing. Look, man. So... (laughs) He was just, okay. (laughs) So here's the deal. What's third prize? Third prize is the Chris Falar update and what you can read in a lot of places. The Pistons (laughs) may end. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm going to turn my mic off. It's okay. It's okay. Smile! Pistons may end up doing a whole bunch of nothing. Which is another cause for termination. How how is Bogdanovich still here as he approaches age 35 on a 6 and 44 basketball team? Now, oh, you'll say team friendly deal. What value does he hold here? Maybe he'll be a part of the core four. You you don't own your first round pick. The Knicks are going to get one of the next three years. I was about to say, well, maybe they'll just wait to this year's draft. I I will tell you, we're not doing this today. But people, I did this exercise with the fellas here, and I said, guys, here's the alleged top ten in the mock draft. And when you read the NBA comps to these guys – it's like welfare Tyreek Evans. You basically got a steal with Thompson. Donatus Sabonis, rookie year. Uh, here's your comp, John Collins. It is a collection of bums, and you're like, oh, my dear God. So, so he, bad that I said, maybe this is the year you just pick up the Knicks and say, guess what? Yeah. Rico's like, no, no, you want this year's selection. Yeah, we're dropping the No, no, it's your weekend for custody. We're dropping the pick off at your house. I'm telling you right now, you may end up trying to acquire Miles Bridges. It's just something I was told by somebody who covers the league. They're good at what they do. This is not my scoop. I'm trying to help you. So it was bad enough that Troy may or may not have wanted to bring Zach Levine here. But now, second prize is the steak knives. It could either be a player you could have had for free. <laughs> like you're about to, what are you giving up for Miles Bridges? I just somehow feel like the Hornets are about to say, yes, make this deal. <clears throat> so it could be Miles Bridges and Tobias Harris as your two big acquisitions. Enjoy. Got to get them to du- double digit win. If they year. don't trade Bogdanovich. You have to help me understand who is calling the shots in this organization. I mean, a 35-year-old wing has no place on a 6-44 and team. What does he have pictures of?
Does he know where Hoffa's buried? Like, what info does Bogdanovich have that he can't get himself out of Detroit? And if do both, but do Bogdanovich's representation do they hate him so much that they won't get him out of here? Like, has he asked them and they're lying to him? Like, no, no, nobody wants you. Everybody wants him. You could call the Sixers today. They are desperate for a high-volume three-point shooter on the wing. Desperate. Mm-hmm. But be be prepared. And if you go, well, geez, I remember Miles Bridges at State, man, you got to do the Google. Yeah, Miles had some problems. And they're of the very low-rent variety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moral compass, it ain't just broken. It don't possess one. Do you believe this? I don't. And he was free. Oh, okay. In the offseason. I've lost him. <laughs> What's crazy, though, him. Mike, is I do believe this. No, no. I'm telling you to believe it. This is, I can't, I don't want to. This is not fair. I want my team to be good. But then, this can't be, this can't be the answer. And then not trading Bogdanovich, not trading Monty Morris, not trading Joe Harris. Bogey has become the new Jeremy Grant. Where you just held on and held on, and the value went from you could probably get a nice little haul back to just just take them, give give us something back every turn. Look, they just gave up two second round picks because they needed to make up for the poo poo platter that is Marvin Bagley and Troy's decision to pay. They owe the Knicks a first round pick. The Knicks, I think, are getting your second round pick this year, which will be pick you know like thirty one or whatever it is. You need assets. Keep your eye on it. Now look. Before Miles got in a bunch of trouble, I had no problem with Rico bringing up, go after Miles Bridges, make the Hornets match the offer, etc. Well, one problem. About 48 hours before free agency opened, Miles ended his career. Sort of. But then you could have gotten him on a cheap kind of prove-it contract. Because Charlotte wasn't going to match it, but they're like, well, I guess we got to extend him something. So now you're going to trade assets you really don't have to get a guy you could have got for nothing. So here's the future of your team. Miles Bridges, Tobias Harris, and Cade, all on new deals, and you're capped out. What's that team winning? 26 games? You know what? It beats six. No, it does not beat six. <laughs> I want the playoffs. Kenny, I don't know, but the math says to me 26 is still better than six. Neither gets you to the playoffs, but... You know, you're not setting NBA records for futility. There's your update. <laughs> I'm just passing it along. I'm really not liking you laughing about this. I'm really upset. Here. I thought he was, well, you know what? Originally, I thought he was going to say Ben Simmons. And that's what I was just going to just lose it right there. Oh, man, had a triple-double. <laughs> and what? Like his game did the first game back, didn't he have a triple double? What the Rising League? And he did. He was wearing he was wearing orange sunglasses. Who was no, guarding I, him? Cookie Marsh. <laughs> Rico. Miles Bridges. <clears throat> In all seriousness, I mean, I guess Troy feels like I gotta make a move. And he's hoping. But think of, it makes sense though, Mike. He thinks he can rehabilitate everybody's career. He thought he could do it with Bagley. He does. This is like the uh, 
passes Malibu for, for basketball players. Come here, and I can fix you, except for he doesn't fix anybody. They just leave with a hat and a bag. That's about it. I think the problem I have is, I mean, all right, let's separate the personal and the professional. I mean, Miles has come back with Charlotte. He's putting up like 22 shots he, a night. He's scoring, but, yeah, it's coming off of the expense. He's shooting a lot, but he is, if you look at just the, the box score, you're like, wow, you know, that's actually good for the Pistons. He's lately been on fire. But the problem is he doesn't guard anybody. But does anybody guard anybody? Yeah, oh, yeah but, but Rico, hold on now. I, a fair, but when it's already the worst defensive team in basketball, I don't need to add more bad to bad. You know, at a certain point, there needs to be people who want to play defense. Meet me in the middle. If you take Miles, they got to take Killian. I can live with that. Okay. There you go. There's your 10 cent update. <clears throat> Keep your eye out. All right, we're going to get back to football in about seven minutes. Well, let's just, I want to button this up. Two notes. So the Bridges issues are as follows. All right. He already had the domestic violence issue, right? Then he violated the protective order by allegedly threatening the victim, the mother of his two children, by the way. And he's due in court this month. Now, I don't have what day he's headed to court this month, but he is currently on a one-year, $8 million deal with Charlotte, meaning he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. So whether the Pistons deal for Tobias Harris, whether they deal for Miles Bridges, you're going to have to pony up to pay to keep these people. Now, any broad, just basic search of trade proposals, Miles Bridges, here's where you run into some problems. The Hornets are blowing this thing up. Tell me if you've heard this before. How Mitch Kupchak still has a job, I do not know. But they want picks, capital. Every deal I'm seeing, look, it's no secret due to certain connections, uh, Phoenix is interested in Miles Bridges. But you know what they don't have to offer? A first-round pick. Right. Dallas is interested. They do have a first-round pick. Any other proposal features between three and four second-round picks plus a player. Well, there's one problem. The Pistons don't have those either. You just don't. You already owe the Knicks a first. You're down a second to the Knicks, plus you just shipped two second-round picks out. What are you giving up for a guy you have to pay and who has an absolutely abhorrent legal issue looming over his head, plus a violation of protective order of said legal issue? Mm-hmm. Now, the Hornets have said, basically, the players' union will bury us if we don't play this guy. He's eligible. We have to play him. You can't be in the business of sandbagging people's careers. Why do you think Illinois is playing Terrence Shannon? They're not playing him because they want to. They kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Because legally, they're all in limbo. So, look, I'm just telling you, none of this is good. Now, you want to bring him in, you want to separate personal, professional, fine. The point I'm making is your franchise should be liquidating to build draft capital. You should not be in the business of taking on C-list talent that you then have to pay. 
Because even if you had acquired Levine, if I have to hear another person say, well, he's an all-star, it's the NBA. All right, Jamal McGlore was an all-star once. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Like, what does it elevate the Pistons to? Ivy and K don't play together. You have Asur Thompson, who's an insult to raw ground beef with the levels of raw he is. Duran doesn't even attempt threes, can't make them, doesn't take them. Asur, 10%. Everybody's a below-average shooter. You add these pieces, what does it make you? A 25-win team? Cap flexibility gone? Cade's getting paid. He's going to get that rookie extension. David, what's the new rookie extension total for the year 2024? I can just tell you it's going to be a lot more than people realize. And no player's ever turned one down. And if you don't pay him, then you are staring down a big game of chicken where Cade's reps, and I've said this, if I represented him, I'd already tell the Pistons we have no intent on staying here. We tried. We did our best. But we are now Andy Dufresne in a sewage pipe. We are crawling our way out of here. (laughs) And then standing there as the rain comes down on you. Like the the day he wakes up and he's in San Antonio with Wembenyama. (laughs) David, what's the rookie extension? Looking at 224, I believe. So 224 to him. Probably a cool 160 to Tobias. Correct. There you go. There's your cap space. What's that get you? It's just why. What's Bridges get? You can't even assess his value. You have the legal stuff hanging over his head, and therefore your franchises. He's due in court this month. He's already making $8 million at his lowest value, meaning you would at least double up. He would at least be a $20 million a year player. Mm -hmm. And then you have to live with the decision you've made to bring that man into your community and into your locker room. Which is. The reason why, I don't understand why you're allowing Weaver to do this because eventually the next general manager, his life is screwed because I got no picks, I got nothing but bad contracts. Only thing I could think of is if, and I would have to look, because remember, you can't give up back-to-back first. You got to stagger those second rounders. What package of picks could they put together and maybe give them the dead body of James Wiseman? Another failed Weaver thing. I don't know. But the, the Bridges, it fits right into what Weaver does. He re- tries to rehabilitate players in their careers, and it doesn't work. I if, if he had the track record of, okay, man, Bagley came here and all of a sudden became a beast, he didn't. All the guys are just... I can deal with a lot. I can't deal with what Miles did. See, I thought... Okay, you know what? You hit rock bottom. Maybe you just learned your lesson. You Maybe. hit yourself. And I and that's when I was like, you could get him for cheap if he learned his lesson, but he didn't. Right, but it, well, there's the key. He violated the protective order by threatening the same woman. Yeah. yeah. What, what? Okay, we're done here. Right. Because I thought, okay, Miles, you just gave away a quarter of a billion dollars. That had to be a wake-up call. I need to get my life together. He didn't. So there you go. Tobias Harris potentially in free agency. And not my scoop. Someone gave it to me. They love Miles Bridges. They're in love. How is Troy Weaver employed again? 
I'm pretty sure David could explain everything in the Bible to me in a more concise manner than he could why Troy Weaver still has a paycheck. <laughs> I mean, that is, it is really quite something. David, ticket text, if you'd be so kind, and we'll get back to football. I just had to share that with the people three days from the deadline. And better, better yet, how is Bogdanovich still here? What are we doing? Is Weaver worse than Avila was? Troy Weaver is in the Matt Millen type general manager level. Like Mike Milbury for my Islanders, Troy Weaver for your Pistons. Yeah, because Avila just seemed to, no matter who he dealt with, the talent got better once they left here. And it's like, huh? Because that's why people are like, yeah, Detroit calls, make the deal. Because he's going to give us something that's really going to turn into this. Whereas we just bring in garbage and let garbage go. We've already had Tobias. No thanks on that one. Yeah, that's the other thing. Tobias is 32 years old. Four-year deal? Really? Because that's what it's going to take. Hey, to break it to you. To get a guy to come to Detroit? What's next? You're going to go sign his best friend from the Cheez-It commercial? We bring a Bobon back? Yeah, why not? Uh, someone says, Mike just said God is good. Hell just froze over and not hell Michigan freezing over. That's actual right. hell. That's right. Hey, man. <laughs> If I have to go to church to keep Zach Levine away from my town, we're good. That's a deal I'll make. Yeah, someone says uh, it will get worse because Troy got, Troy got extended when Monty was hired. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Remember when Tom Gores, that holiday message, changes are coming? We're ahead of you people. What changes? What changes? Nothing. Acquiring Mike Muscala? I guess it was Bagley. Yeah, it was Bagley getting traded. That was the change. What a joke. I know. Go ahead, one more, and then we'll uh, get to football. Yeah, someone says, uh, Miles Bridges is actually good. I don't care about his past problems. Okay, then. And I'm not mad if that's your, your point of view. I'm just telling you, it's very tough to bring a player with that type of baggage to a bad team filled with young players. Miles needs to be in a veteran group mm -hmm. on a team that wins. But whatever. And here's the other thing. I, I don't know about coming home. No, I'm with you. It's too close to home. Yeah. Okay, then. All right, good to have you with us. If you missed anything, odyssey.com, rewind. Uh, we lightly touched upon some Pistons trade rumors because it's a totally wild scenario. Uh, and we did a lot of Lions. And I want to bring that back right now. And I want to play some Brad Holmes audio. There's no yelling. There's no angst. I just have a certain way I want to see things done. And I don't know if that's how the, the regime's going to do it. Lions had an amazing year. If you're still crying in your milk about last weekend, that's on you. Like, we've moved on. There's a very exciting future, and I just don't get people still calling the station about Dan Campbell or Jared Goff. I just don't get it. I, I don't, I don't want to live around you. But my, my point is, it's the Super Bowl window now. It's Super Bowl or bust. And that means aggression. And I think the man who sits to my left, his franchise, that's what they've done over the previous three years to get back to the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, crazy, it's been four years since the Niners have been in the Super Bowl. It just doesn't feel like four years. My point is, doing the unthinkable is often what it takes to accomplish the unimaginable. You know, the Niners trading for Christian McCaffrey, there's no way they could do it. What about the salary cap? Blah. They did it. 
Well, they can't get rid of Jimmy G and trade three first-round picks to move up to, wait, oh, my God, they just drafted Trey Lance. And not every move works. Randy Gregory and Chase Young. And the point I'm making is it is now not good enough to just draft and play the C-level free agent game. Yeah, we've had our hee-hees and ha-has with the chair drop, but there's some truth in it. You know, acquiring Montez Sweat, would you be playing in the Super Bowl right now? While I can't say yes, you don't get to tell me no. So you didn't make those moves. It was too early. Well, it ain't too early now because what this Lions team and what Brad Holmes has proven, they belong on the field with the league's elite. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you going to beat those teams? So it's trades and free agency and, yes, of course, landing your draft picks. Well, take a listen to what Brad Holmes said, and then, Rico, I want you to tell me if you're hearing from Brad Holmes what I just communicated. David, audio. We, we love where we're at. Um, this is supposed to be expected. It's a standard. Um, we love the window that we're in. We just got finished with year three. We're still building. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick to our plan. We'll continue to put all our effort in to improve each year, which, which we've done, in my opinion. And um, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just stick to that. No, because I don't hear what you just said, because sticking to your plan means we're going to do it this way, and there's just really a certain way we need to get it done. You've made it this far. You need to be willing to deviate from your plan. You need to be willing to all of a sudden, I, I don't need this you know, guy that fits your culture. I need a guy that fits a need right here, right now, a rental player, somebody who can just go out there. May not be a good dude, maybe you know a cast off. But I look at a Jadavian Clowney type where, yeah, he had issues, but man, he can go out there and and rush the passer and help out Aiden Hutchinson. To say, well, you know, we got this plan. I need you to be aggressive. Like you show me, you know what to do with the draft. And for last year, free agent class, you had some hits, you had some misses. But come trade deadline, you can't go radio silent. You can't just, well, there's only guys that's going to fit this culture, and that's it. No, no, no. This is where you reevaluate. How close are we? And you were very close last year. When it came to the trade deadline, you were a have, and you acted like you were a have not. That, to me, was the one of the reasons that did not push you over the edge. No, it, it sounds like I know what I'm doing. This plan is going to work, but, dude, I don't know if this window is going to last as long as your plan is going to take to come to fruition. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. And look, I'll be more specific. Hypothetically, you know, you heard whispers about Patrick Sertan, and it may not even be that specific player. That type of player hits the market. Yeah, I want the Lions to pick up the phone. Doesn't mean I want him to pay a ridiculous price. No, but but, but here's what will happen. He'll end up going to a team, and you'll be like, oh, my God, these teams get everybody because they're willing to sacrifice for the end goal. Where yeah. how, how did he end up a chief? Well, the Chiefs just said, we need him, and we're going to bring him in. You have to be willing to play that same game. And look, I I also, you know, we, we started the show with, if you're still salty and, and, and you know, I'm not – we've heard hosts on this station say, base station and weekend, callers ever – I'm not watching the Super Bowl. Man, man then you're pouting because you feel like you're never going to get back. Grow up. 
You know, the other side of it is, I don't know how we're still, and I heard cookies this weekend. I've heard other shows. you got people still calling in about Jared Goff. How the hell is that still I, a thing? I, I don't think that exists. I, that's just somebody trolling right there. No, it. it I just, and again, I'm not saying you make him the highest paid QB in the land. I'm not giving him some five or six year extension. But this idea that Jared Goff didn't what? Prove that he's a franchise quarterback? Get you to within a whisker of the Super Bowl? No, I'm sorry. What I'm not going to do is get him into the last year of his contract and then I'm staring down the franchise tag. Because then I'm going to irreparably affect the type of deal I can sign this guy to because the agent will use it against me. Well, I'm already sitting on $60 million guaranteed. Why the hell am I taking your 100 over three? You know what? I, I just don't want to do that. No, but they may just do it the uh, Redskins back then did with Cousins. We'll just keep franchising you and we'll figure it out later. But see, no, no, that's a losing strategy. And here's why I'm not I'm not mad at you. I'm explaining to the people. You know, David, franchise tag for quarterbacks this offseason. It's the average of what? The top five salaries. Yeah, it's gonna go three. up this offseason. Like Call it fifty-five. That's fifty-five fully guaranteed. And even a slight increase, which will happen. Call it fifty-seven point five. Here, round numbers. 110 over two. Fully guaranteed. You can't get in that business. But if you do that and his performance falls off, you got a bargain because you didn't pay him two hundred million. You only paid him a hundred. Yeah, but if I pay two hundred over four and a buck and a quarter is guaranteed, that's the game you play. Then I can get rid of him for nothing. Rico, the point I'm making is. No franchise in their right mind has ever used the franchise tag at the quarterback position. The Redskins weren't in their right mind. Plus, you end up alienating the player who happens to be the face of your franchise. Well, you know what? Ironically enough, same guy may be the different team. What, Kirk Cousins? Minnesota. I, I, may, I don't know. <laughs> See, but let me say this because I can hear people in their cars or listening saying, what do you mean they haven't used it? What Mike is saying is they haven't stayed on the tag. Right. You might have tagged Lamar Jackson, but you extended him, which means it didn't affect the Well, cap. who was the last quarterback to be on the tag? It was Lamar. They tagged him to keep him, but then they extended him. Right. So, and yeah. again, it was a bloody war. Correct. Which led with the player not attending the playoff game and sitting out when he could have played. He wanted a pound of flesh. Do you know what we don't want? That. And this is not a golf thing. I'm saying the things we heard this past weekend on this station and then on the air today and morning and midday, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I want to talk Dan Campbell fourth down. I'm like, what planet are we on? Well, those people are the same folks who deep down don't believe the Lions will do it again. They think that the Lions had their window and their window is now closed and it's going to be 30 years before they ever make it back to the NFC title game again. The window's open. But you got to fight to stay there. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't like with the Holmes comment is that comment comes out of this supreme, I don't want to say arrogance, but confidence right. and self-assuredness of, well, what we're doing is working. You said that. Because I just believe it's a blood sport. It's an arms race. It is. Because while you're thinking, oh, we'll be fine, we'll get back there, Dallas is trying to get better. The Packers are trying to get better. The Niners will try and get better. The like every team in the NFC will go out there and say, "Okay, we were close, or we need to maintain where we are, or get better." So 
saying, well, we got a plan and we're just yeah. going to stick to that plan. You got to be willing to deviate. Well, and from that part plan. of my rationale for my approach where I'm like, hey, it's Super Bowl or bust free agency and trades. Do you know what one of the biggest things that affected that team in my mind is lack of experience? Mm-hmm. Well, drafting rookies doesn't help that. You need to go out and get players that have been in the war before yeah. and understand that when it's all falling apart, I can make a play that, hey. Yeah, no offense, Panisul should not be your voice of reason in the huddle saying, guys, let's rally around and do this. But what's your experience? Oh, good on you. Good use of that drop. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Your phone calls next ninety seven one. All right, straight to the people. You missed anything? Odyssey.com rewind, including. Oh, I got the latest Pistons trade target for you. You can go to the four o'clock hour. You are not going to like that one. Let's go to Nick ninety seven one. Hi, Nick. Hi, Mike. Um, so, I mean, I got two things I ought to say. Uh, first of all, I think the people who say, who call the station and say, you know, I'm not watching the Super Bowl are either liars or they don't know how to compartmentalize because, you know. The second thing I wanted to say is I wasn't all, I wasn't all in on Dan, like, starts, he does things that I don't like, but I'm getting sick and tired of, like, the people, like, what is this, two weeks after the game's been, was one week or two weeks since the NFC title game? What, what is it? One. Just one. Eight days. So, like, but like, so one week since the game ended. And, you know, when the game ended and everyone was talking about, like, oh, man, you know, we were right there and it just fell apart and we were all, you know, airing out our grievances. But, like, what are we still doing talking about this? I have like, no come idea. On, guys. I mean, Dan, you know, and the way you another thing I want to say. I get really sick and tired of the people who say that the reason we lost that game, and you're not, you're not, I know you're not, you haven't said this, but people who say, oh, Dan, you know, take the points, we won that game. Here's my response to that. There's no guarantee that on that last drive we went down and scored that touchdown that you would have scored that. Because I could tell on that last drive when, when uh, San Fran was up by 10 that, you know, they were flexing a little bit because they knew – hey, we just have to get them to burn some clock That's and right. then, you know, force them to drive the length of the field. Like, if, if, if you what, what would they would have been down by, like, three at that point? So they would have played tougher D. Yeah, no, so Nick, Nick I, that was the whole reason a week, a, week, a week ago today when we came on the air, and Lord knows I sounded like hell and I apologize because I was sick as a no, dog. No, you're fine. But it was Nick. I said, if you blame any one person, you're being lazy. It takes no. a village to lose a game the way mm-hmm. they lost it. Yeah. But they treat him like he's, you know, and you know me, Mike, I'm I'm disgruntled Penn State fan who watched my Nittany Lions go to another 10-2 and two season, which, you know, my fan base champions is like an achievement, even though nine of the wins that they got are like baked into their schedule every year. They, they treat this guy like it's been eight years and he hasn't done anything. Like he's James Franklin. It's year three of his tenure. He just achieved something that nobody, no other coach in this town has achieved in like 30 years. I agree, uh, Nick. Totally, totally agree. And it's part of why we brought it up today is because, like, I feel like you got to understand is is when you do this for a living, you want to make sure you're giving the listeners what they want. And Rico and I looked at each other and I go, I have no designs on talking about Dan Campbell, fourth downs, or using the words San and Francisco in, in the same paragraph. And yet, 
mean, you got other shows saying they're boycotting the Super Bowl and still taking Dan Campbell calls. I, uh, Cookies was getting people calling in about Jared Goff, and Couldn't I'm like, believe it over the weekend. Like, what am I listening? Because I'm with Nick. It's eight days later. Right. I the first day, I understand you're angry, you're mad, you just don't know where to, you don't know what to do. You're just mad. But eight days later, it's like, okay, I'm still not going to watch. It's out of spite. I'm angry. What? What? Are, you, you've you've watched. You've been dying for football. You got one last meaningful game, and you're just no. You want your lasting memory to be watching five Lions players in the Pro Bowl this weekend? Okay, sure. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Let's go to John ninety seven one. Johnny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, it's kind of the same thing. I'm just a little bit confused with these Lions fans. I think sometimes they just—they're only fans to complain. We've gotten everything we've wanted this year in, in my lifetime. An organization that's on the same page, top to bottom. You got drafting quality players. And the get rid of Goff, it's not just put in a new quarterback. You've got an OC who builds a game plan around the talent he has. If you get rid of Goff, you're going to have to change everything. Could be even blocking schemes. Who knows what that's going to do to the line. So I'm just really, really confused on what they're watching. You know, are we watching the same team? And the same building process. No, and the problem, John, the problem I have with it is never have I suggested that he's Pat Mahomes or or anything of that ilk. But this idea, well, that's my whole point. So the idea is unless I can have that, then nobody's good enough. This man just helped guide you to the NFC title game. And moreover, a 17-point lead in the NFC title game. The idea that he has not earned the right to be the franchise quarterback, no, I just don't no. understand. But, John and Mike, here's the difference. You have a lot of people who look at the backup QB and say, Who's we? When are we going to give this guy a chance? Never. Because That's remember, when, never. He, he was up for a Heisman until he got injured. No, he's talking Hendon Hooker, John. Oh, the guy who's never played us. That's half. right. Okay. That's yeah. right. So how are you going to judge he's better than Goff if he's not even playing or practicing. I mean, look, it's, it's also, John, no, no, John, I agree with you, but here's the new catchphrase. He's mobile. He can run and scramble. Yeah. Well, Justin Fields, I hear that name and I'm just like, what says to you that this guy's going to do better than Goff in this offense? Like, I, you know, I mean, I mean, John, it's, it's, and, and believe me, it, it, what Rico says is true. John, it is fair. Every fan base generally bitches about their quarterback unless you have perfection. But there's a big difference between what I deal with with Daniel Jones and what you have in Jared Goff. There is no empirical data at any point in Daniel Jones's professional career to suggest he is anything more than a card-carrying member of the clipboard club. Okay? I thought he was Vanilla Vic. He is not, in fact, Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Jared Goff has given you a sample size now of of essentially two plus seasons of Pro Bowl right. level no. performance. Right. No, but some people, not me, but on the fourth and two and fourth and three, what if he took off and ran and just 
picked up the first down. What if your receivers didn't have pork chops as mittens? Well, no, no. That, Catch no, the ball. No, fourth and three, when there was no one open, you break containment and you just scramble and get it. Hey, Brock Purdy did. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> that was me holding scissors towards Rico. I, I just like, no. These people create situations. It's just you, you're going to have to pay the guy. And what I don't want to deal with, I know what's coming next. Well, Mike, you want them to be aggressive, but they have to spend. Guys, repeat after that. me. The salary cap is, in fact, not real. Because I don't know how Rico's team affords all these people. Well, tight budget. I don't know how the Chiefs pay everybody. Man, we got a quarterback oh, getting paid you're, in Chiefs. You're right. You're right. You're on a fixed income. <laughs> right. You're 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 a retiree. <laughs> right. It's me, your future you. <laughs> <laughs> you made some bad financial moves. I mean, come Into on, Trey Lance. Right. All right, David. Ticket text. Wojo. Wojo and Rieger coming up next. Go ahead. What do you got for me? Yeah, regarding uh. Regarding your GM, Weaver, not Weaver, Holmes, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't ever we, compare sorry, those Sorry, we were talking Weaver in here, sorry. Uh, don't come this far to only come this far. If it's about culture, trust what you built, and it will overcome any and all distractions. I don't know what that means. They're basically telling Holmes to get guys, right. to get culture. You built oh, it, trust yeah. the culture. You're right. Don't be the Got second it. best team in the NFC. Now I understand. Yeah, because it's Super Bowl or bust. Next year, we'll have a totally different tenor if it's anything other than winning the Super Bowl. Maybe the plan was to augment a talented, draft-heavy roster with some stud free agents. I hope so, because the proverbial window is a real thing, and they need to capitalize on it now. Yes, it's game on right now. Like, if 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 this offseason, your draft is the biggest acquisitions, that's not good enough. It's just not. A Chase Young might get benched for the Super Bowl. What a deadline pickup for the 49ers. Grad Holmes didn't do that one. Mm, except no. he busted your ass on the game's pivotal play on fourth and three. And second of all, smartass, what did it cost the Niners? Let me help you. And, Nothing. And on top of that, he won't be benched. That pretty much was an internet rumor. So, yeah. Has he been great for them? No, hardly. Did he take plays off? You know he, what? Was, he was a disappointment. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But on that fourth and three, he was the one that broke through the line first and broke containment. That's a, that's a weird flex. Very much so. Someone says, can you stop talking about Montez Sweat already? It would have cost the Lions a first-round pick to get him. I don't right? care. We didn't do it. Okay. So right here, right now, would you trade pick 28 for Montez Sweat? Yeah, okay. I would. So why do I have to stop talking about it? Because the unknown is always undefeated, Mike. Oh, fine. Then here, let me play an unknown with you, Ticket Texter. Guarantee to me that if you had made that deal, you're not playing this weekend. Oh, wait, you can't? Aw. Yeah, Jared Verse won't be there. You know, he, he's going to be that guy. He's going to slide all the way down to 28, and Lions going to get this deal. Or that whoever Brad Holmes drafts. It's going to turn into gold. It's going to turn into a pro bowler next year. That's what I'm going to laugh at. As we get closer and closer and the names that fans think are going to be there won't be there, mm -hmm. huh, I'm going to laugh. Oh, we could have got. You couldn't. 
He's gone. No, my, my whole point is once you become a really good team, and Rico has said this, and this is, again, it's another example the fan base just doesn't get it because they haven't been here before. These first-round picks don't really mean nearly as much. When you're picking 28th, that's just a second-rounder in a new shirt. Say, it's a glorified second-round pick. Now, for years, we got used to the team picking third <laughs> or fifth or seventh. Well, no, you don't deal those picks, but a pick 28? You're right. damn right I'll deal that pick for the right player. It's pretty of much why. Yeah, we're going to move up. You can have two first-round picks. You can have Trey Lance. We'll give you two first-round picks because, God help us, it's going to be bad picks. Hey, Wojo's in a little fashion zip-up. Look at this guy. Mm. That's because he was talking to Brad Holmes today. Now, wait a minute. I, I'm actually Nats- getting... Is that the Greg Norman collection? No, kind of looks like Mr. That, Rogers a little bit, doesn't it? national championship money right there. I'm getting positive <laughs> comments on this. I never I'm get positive comments And Mike, he's wearing a black shirt instead of a navy blue button. Yeah. Like now, that, the real move would have been the power quarter zip. He gets the Al Michaels collection. Oh, I like that. That'd be <laughs> now, good. that would be, that'd be hot. So, so, rumor had it, Wojo was afraid that Brad Holmes was going to call him out, just like he did why? other reporters. So that's why you wore the the, the, the nice cares? little jacket. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was a weird reading all the different reporters. Well, he like, called out he, Eric Woodyard from ESPN. He called out Dave Burkett, and he called out Carl, Carlos Monarez. Well, quote-unquote called out. But he just why? mentioned. Well, they were saying, like, uh, you know, when picks get criticized. and Okay, but here's, you, here's what I would have said. You know what, Brett? I'm glad that you got him right. But for decades, the GM didn't get him right. But it's so also their this job. Was our job. Right. This is our job. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, we give opinion. Like, if you give it, take it. Like, that's how 100%, I, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I don't care. I will say I this. Agree. Like, he didn't admit that he was wrong about Levi Enterique I will or not say, having a kicker. I, I just thought it was weird that he got up there and just – Really? This if is... you won the Super Bowl, I think it's an easier flex. Right. Well, yeah. But... Now, he was fired up to do it, which is fine. It was very well, entertaining. I think right now, as of right now, he has the most receipts of anybody in this town. He may, but the thing is. Right now. No, no. But right then, now. If that's the case, then own it. Don't give it. No, no, no. I'm not giving out receipts. I'm just happy to say, you said this, well, no. you said this, Well, let's not forget, Dan Campbell said he had receipts too, but it wasn't the time to unveil well, them. Holmes and now he can't, was, considering yeah, what happened. Here's, here's the ultimate thing. Show me when it comes time to pay Jameer Gibbs, and then when you don't. Well, no, that's why he's trying to explain to people don't go bonkers about free agency this year. There's a lot of other things they have to do. Yeah, but see, that's where... Look, we did the topic. There was no yelling. There's no anger. Oh, no, no, no I don't. No I don't want to hear about the salary cap. That That's what teams use to run cover for not wanting to do certain things. The window's open. It's Super Bowl or bust. You're damn right they need to be engaged in free agency. Well, and they will a, to a, a certain big, degree, and they were last way. year, too. I need to level up. They, no, no, no. They you, got some allegedly pretty good players last year. You had year. some nice C-listers and B-listers. Mm-hmm. I need a couple A-listers. I just, I, I, it was weird. I agree. It was weird that he was, and he wasn't angry. He was just sort of passive aggressive. No, but you know what? He wasn't smiling when people called him on it. There wasn't a whole lot of joking. No. He was pretty serious, and then he brought it back. It was a 37-minute Press conference. Right. You know he what? talked for the first 12 minutes, then he brought it back at the very end. I think his biggest complaint is, remember the national, when he uh, traded uh, traded down and got Jameer Gibbs? And right. He was, 
destroyed. I went back and looked like that is the most insane thing I've ever seen and then went and drafted Jack Campbell in the first round. He was mocked and maybe he's been storing it up and now yeah, that Gibbs like, is going to be a star. I don't know. I don't, dude, get a punching bag. You're an NFL general manager. Like, who cares? He got it out of his system. Okay, good for him. Maybe Does he, he feel better? Up. Maybe it's for health reasons. Unclog it. I don't know. I thought it was, it was entertaining. very entertaining. That's yeah. all I know. I have a big one. I mean, yeah. usually you fall asleep during these things. It was really good. Yeah. I just I, thought it was a weird, like, what who cares? We, like, you just had a successful season and you were just a, going after the media. But I'm not really going after the media. Like, at least right. call it out and say, guys. I got a bone just, to pick with you guys. I just laugh at all of it. Well, no, no, I will say this. And we in the media, not me, because I can handle it. Others can't. We in the media get all antsy when other people call yeah, us right. out. You're right. Like, wait, we're, but we're that's candy the difference asses, doing radio. Radio, it's every day. Yeah. So it's just you get numb to it. You don't care. I know, but a coach or a general can, can say, like, yeah, when everybody thought that that was a real... Dumb move. I tried to explain why I did it at the... That's it. It doesn't have to be like a big uh, war or anything. Well, hey, David made the draft highlights, you know, the whole we don't pick running backs when the Lions had their thing. That's probably what he was responding to. He actually said... Call me then. Let's go. Yeah, he actually said David Hatchet Hall, too. He said you never admit when you're wrong. Hatchet fell off. Great promotion for the show. I don't care. He said that preacher guy on that station over there. Because God cannot hide you from this. I don't know what voice I'm doing. I don't Some authoritative voice. All right. So what are you? Are you guys doing Lions? Yeah, yeah. Tell me me you're not doing, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. Okay, so who says this? Who says this? Come on. Well, oh, no, no, no. Scott, but, but what is the reason? Jansen, what no, is the reason? No, no. Callers Jansen all is watching reluctantly. What's oh, the, no, no, no. What's the reason? I wanted to come in and hug Mike when I heard, because thank God. I've had to deal with his jackass over here, Rieger, for a week. Like It's the hardest thing ever to get. I think that's also what Holmes was talking about today. Like People think like this was a one-time it is kind of difficult thing. Anybody not they watching 30 minutes game, away from a Super Bowl. No, so, but know, anybody not tough. watching to me says you don't think that they could do this again yeah and wow. you're no, but, but why aren't you watching what's the reason you, Dude, you have it on the midday show embargo to watch you can't talk about the super bowl and super bowl week they're not watching it and you can't talk if about they're super so if I call, it, then they're candy so if i call too. up and say hey guys brock purdy's not that good your thoughts they no. hang up on me yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do it tomorrow no no people need to grow up well, here's this, the other one this week-long thing Thank is you. out of control Dude, i mean it, out of control and it's we Grow said it today. Up. I go eight days after the game. You're still talking Dan Campbell fourth downs. You need a therapy. Well, Gator, what do you think? Gator, what's Gator got mad at me. He's like, well, you're, you're not a Lions fan, so you wouldn't understand. Like, Gator, I've seen my team lose 11 times in the NFC Championship game. And guess what I did the next week? The Super Bowl! I watched the Super Bowl. But you, but you see what you said, where did that come from today? I think that's part of it. I think Holmes has heard this nonstop wailing, not just here, but wherever. Like, this is not a one-shot deal. No, they're built this right. This is not Cinderella. Like, he's baffled like Yeah, but that's okay. You're like still it. allowed to be totally devastated by what happened eight days ago. Uh, grow up. Okay. No, listen, <laughs> listen, no. listen. all I'm saying is, Really, how how much respect I have for how it's built. The window's right. open. F them picks. Let's go all in and bring a Lombardi trophy here. It, it, but Rieger keeps hanging up. But you never know if you'll ever get back. You know why? Because oh, he's a Michigan basketball fan, yeah, which means exactly. he's a oh, loser. Oh, man. Yeah, right. Hey, when's that article on Jawan coming, by? Where's oh, your coach? Smile. He's going to let Phil Martelli coach another game. <laughs> See ya. 97-1. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.